Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. And welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbert, along with Rhino in the Element Wealth Studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this gorgeous Friday Eve. How about that weather? We are blessed with some beautiful weather here in the state of Mississippi. And speaking of which, it was a Chamber of Commerce day for cruising the coast. That was really pretty cool. I'm telling you, Rhino, I'm estimating just eyeballing double the crowd size relative to last year. It was impressive. Lots of folks, lots of people having a good time there on the Biloxi Town Green, looking at all those classic cars, and the owners of those vehicles are their special breed, their passion, their love of vintage classic cars really shines through and just overall what a what a fantastic event and a, just a whole bunch of fun and really appreciate all the great work by the Super Talk team who makes it possible Houston McDavid and of course Alex Payton and uh, Scary Gary make it all possible we were down there, the Super Talk RV, the bus parked right behind the Element Wealth Studio set atop a stage of a few feet above uh, the town green there. What a great venue we had. I could see the, the cars, the crowd, of course, in, uh, through a little opening just on the side of the, um, the casino there. Could see the hard rock could see the beautiful Gulf. It was just fantastic. And watching all the cars cruising around. And it's amazing, folks just set their lawn chairs up all along the sidewalk there to take in the sights. It's incredible. It really is. But Some of them had their lawn chairs there for a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Saving a spot. Exactly. God bless them. And, uh, it, it's such, and it's free. I mean, you can just go walk around and see all those vehicles. It doesn't cost. I got stopped, by the way, when I was walking back over to the hotel where we bunked down Tuesday evening and, and of course, left my vehicle over there. And got stopped by two people asking if there was an admission charge to take in the scenery there. So, anyhow, congratulations on Woody Bailey and his team and their awesome job. A lot of people, as you know, that work behind the scenes that go sort of unnoticed, but I'm going to do it here. I don't know all their names, but congratulations and thank you for a job well done. And, and thanks to all the guests we had on the program. What a great guest lineup we had yesterday. That was a lot of fun, talking to everybody. But anyhow, 
Another great, for at least Super Talk, another great cruise in the coast, middays in the books. And of course, the event extends out through Sunday. The Beach Boys performing this evening at the Beau Rivage Theater and tomorrow as well. How cool was that to have Mike Love on the program the other day? I'm still kind of a little bit off floating on air on that one. It's just, it's just neat, I think. So, and they'll be performing tonight and uh, tomorrow. And again, looks like great weather in store. So get on down to the Mississippi Gulf Coast and take it in. Should be a really good time for you. On the program today, in the next segment, Luann Pappas, the CEO of the Scarlet Pearl, they received some awards here recently, so Luann will be discussing those with us. And then Brent Bailey, Public Service Commissioner from Mississippi's Central District, will join middays at 11.05. We'll get an update from the Public Service Commission, and we'll discuss further this uh, rather controversial net metering issue. That should be a good discussion. We had uh, an individual on, was it last week, Rhino? I, I, I lose track of time with all the days running together, that is the executive director, CEO, president, I'm not sure of the exact title, of the Renewables Energy Industry Association for the two state. Mr. Canton, as I recall, was his name, C-A-N-T-I-N. Jeff? Was it Jeff Canton? That seems right. But... Uh, have to go back and look at the lineup. It was Monday. It was Monday. Okay. All right. So breaking it up with a little travel to the coast kind of lose track of, of the weeks. But, yeah. No, so, that was – was that Monday? Was it Monday? No, I wasn't here Monday. Okay, so it wouldn't be Monday. I think – wasn't I off Monday? You were. Yeah. So it was last week. But nonetheless, you remember that discussion with him talking about this issue. Oh, that's from Thursday. Of last week, yeah. right? That that sounds right. So a week ago. Okay. So we'll uh, we'll discuss it further with Commissioner Brent Bailey coming on the program today. Should be a good one. I was also fascinating discussion with um, gosh, her name escapes me. That runs the Mardi Gras Museum down there. That's pretty neat, wasn't it? Oh yeah. The uh, the history of Carnival and Mardi Gras is always interesting. It's really cool. It's I, Anna Harris, the executive Anna director. Harris. Thank you. Yes, and appreciate Anna coming on the program and and uh, discussing the museum. It's unique in Mississippi, certainly to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Of course, uh, neighboring uh, to the west, New Orleans and Louisiana, and to the east, Mobile. Someone texted us yesterday and said the first Mardi Gras stateside was uh, actually in Mobile. That's certainly possible. Yeah, I haven't verified it, but I appreciate the information regarding that. I think some folks were probably surprised to learn that the holiday itself is, is, a, is a Catholic religious holiday. It's not really a holiday, but the celebration, the merriment. Because Lent cranks up the very next day with Ash Wednesday, the 40 days Leading up to Easter, and that, and by the way, the, as a longtime practicing Catholic, for those that didn't know, you probably are aware, there's lots of symbolism in Catholicism. In that 40 days, is symbolic of uh, Jesus going to the desert for 40 days and repenting and sacrificing. It's we were, we as practicing Catholics, we're supposed to give up something for Lent. When I was in Catholic grade school, I know you literally had to tell the whole class. 
to the nun teaching the class, okay, Mr. Gibbert, what are you giving up for Lent? And you have to, well, sister, I'm going to give up. <laughs> and they kind of held you to it. How's that going about a week later? So you had to think through that, of course. And it was uh, in, the, in the Catholic school, of course, it was fish sticks on Friday. I just got to tell you, I didn't eat them. They just weren't very good. <laughs> so I'd usually go hungry and come home and gobble up food after class. But fish sticks, you can, you can count on that. What was in those fish sticks? Do you think it was just fish? Mm. <laughs> I actually went down a bit of a rabbit hole on this yesterday because you were talking about okay. the, the fasting yeah, and how it's been the same as long as you've been alive. Yeah. And... According to what I could find, I couldn't find a whole lot because it didn't go too far down the rabbit hole, but the fasting dogma was changed yeah. in the mid-60s. Oh, I want to say it was relaxed somewhat, yeah. right? Okay, well, that's because when I was in grade before school. Before that, you were only allowed one meal a day during the fasting period. That is correct. I do, re I do remember that. Yes, that is correct. And, you know, there was also a time when... When you were to receive Holy Communion at Mass, or it didn't matter, whenever uh, Holy Communion was administered, uh, you had to fast nothing but water for some period of time leading up to that. I would say maybe it's 24 hours, and then that got relaxed and reduced down. I don't hear so much about that anymore. And I want to say if you're over a certain age now, maybe it's 65, you're not expected to refrain from eating meat on Fridays during Lent which is the, the practice now. So anyhow, there's it, it's still, though, the symbolism still exists. It, it is designed to correspond with and, and represent Jesus' sacrifice and repentance during that 40 days when, when uh, he was in the desert. It's so. kind of like the relaxing of Islamic law as pertaining to some of their fasting and You've, they've had some relaxing on it because their rules are you aren't allowed to eat until after sundown. Okay. And what do you do if you're a practicing Muslim living somewhere like Alaska? That's true. Where sun don't go down <laughs> right. sometime a year. <laughs> so they've they've had okay. certain relaxations in their fasting laws. Well, anyhow, little little digression there, but history. Of, uh, of Mardi Gras and its connection to uh, the, the Catholic period of time on the liturgical calendar. That's what it's all about. Let's see. Are we out of time here? looks like in this segment. Huh? There we go. All right. We're going to take a break right here from the Element Well Studios. It's middays. When we come back, it's Luann Pappas, the CEO of the Scarlet Pearl. Stay with us. Nobody's interested in learning but the teacher. Segregation, determination, demonstration, integration, aggravation, humiliation, obligation to my nation. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. This is Allison Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gluckstadt, south of Germantown High, Calloway's has a large selection of all your favorite trees, shrubs, and fall color plants. Calloway's has large rolls of pine straw, and we offer quantity pricing. Callaway's Outdoor Patio Furniture is in stock and ready for delivery, all 20 to 50% off and for a limited time, free delivery in the metro area. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, fall pumpkins, local honey, jellies, jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoor and outdoor living spaces? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and at Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi, live from the Element Well Studios. Joining us now, Luann Pappas, CEO of the Scarlet Pearl. Luann, good to see you again. Check your mic there, Luann. You may have it on mute. There we go. Good to see you. Yeah, I got you now. Great. So, wanted to have you on because we... Uh, we caught the press release, which, uh, golly, really showcased the success of the Scarlet Pearl. You guys took away a whole bunch of awards uh, as awarded by Casino Player Magazine. Tell us about that, Luann. 
Well, you know, we've been open seven years now, and each year we seem to uh, achieve more uh, awards, but it's a testament certainly to the family that owns Scarlet Pearl, and more importantly, the team that works here. That is totally awesome. So uh, I'll just, for the benefit of our audience, best overall surface. You took first place awards in these categories, best overall service, best seafood, best late night down, dining, best casino cocktail service, best pizza, best coffee shop. So uh, again, these facilities are a lot more than just a casino, and that's the point here. You've got all, all of these other restaurants and, and amenities and attractions, such as the Ami Pizza, right? you got the Ami Pizza Parlor there on the property. Did I pronounce it correctly? Correct. Yes, you did. You did good. And okay. Lounge Nasherie, which is the uh, 24-hour coffee shop. That is, that you know, is, at Scarlet Pro, we just keep on adding amenities because it's all about the entertainment, which is a you know full-service experience. Yeah. So while you're having fun in the casino playing the games, you've also got the, the best seafood, Scarlet Steaks and Seafood, third straight year. That's quite an accomplishment, uh, given all the fine restaurants, especially seafood restaurants, in, in the casino community down there on the coast. Best late night dining, Butler's Bar and Lounge, second straight year. So congratulations. This is awesome. And I know behind the scenes, a lot of effort, a lot of work, a lot of creativity, planning, and commitment to excellent and to provide the best experience. That's what really customers look for. I talk about this when I'm speaking all the time. People are looking for the best experience. That's what they want. That's what keeps them coming back. That's correct. The overall experience and their interactions with people. You know, you need to be friendly, you need to be clean, you need to be safe. Yeah, absolutely. So how's it going? I know you and I spoke quite a bit during the pandemic era, and, and things were kind of topsy-turvy, of course. You guys were recovering fairly rapidly, as I recall, when you started reopening and, and making the entire facility uh, available, uh, based uh, basically to 100% capacity. Uh, how's it been progressing since then? What do you see now versus pre-pandemic. Are you kind of back to that level or maybe exceeding that? We're actually exceeding pre-pandemic. Um, this year, you know, I think every person that was running any business, you know, was perplexed by what are you actually going to do this year given we were up all against last year with a lot of the money that was flowing pretty freely. Um, we were pleasantly surprised. We are actually on par with last year and last year was a 22% increase over the prior year. Wow. So you're not at this point, uh, Luann, you're not seeing any of the impact of, of the various economic challenges and inflation, the price of gas, which maybe affects travel, folks just cutting back on uh, things like entertainment. You're not feeling any of that at this point? We're not feeling it yet, but I think we're all realists. You know, sometimes there's that lag in the business that we're in, but thus far, no. Something, though, that we all have our eyes on and are concerned about. Yeah. What about uh, the traffic this week and the activity this week with cruising the coast going on? Uh, are you slammed? I hope so. You should be. Um, we're very busy. Um, you know, obviously the challenges with the roadways, it's comical that you said that because I drove downtown this morning, Biloxi, and I'm like, oh, why did I take Highway 90? 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I made that same mistake yesterday, thinking I can go out this way and uh, get to the interstate quicker, and I realized, no, I better go back to the coast, get on 90, and enter uh, from that route. Yeah, but... It, it's correct, but you know, the weather is beautiful, so yeah. a beautiful day to drive the coast between That's true. the beach and seeing all the cruisers and their tents. Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Uh, so... You know, somebody said yesterday, I can't remember who I was interviewing on my show, said that this is such an important week uh, to the hospitality industry, to the casino, the gaming industry, uh, obviously the, the restaurant industry, that a, a lot of folks who do earn a fair amount of their income on tips, for example, this makes their year. It, is that the way you see it as well? Um, certainly in anyone in the hospitality business on the coast. You know, yeah. this is a historical event for us. It gets bigger and bigger every year. You know, I was even a little concerned about this year, given the gas prices and some of the things we've just talked about. It does not appear from what we see that that's impacted cruising the coast in any way. And again, the beautiful weather. Yeah. It's just gorgeous. Well, it's it's such a, a good way just to get away from all the trials and tribulations of life in general and all those challenges. And you got to recharge. You, you know, you got to have a little enjoyment and a little fun, no doubt. We all need that. And I can't think of a better way, especially as you indicated, Luann, with the fantastic weather. We seem to have been blessed with that at least a couple of years in a row. And this is generally a good time. Uh, on the coast for good weather. We dodged a bullet. We we are um, keeping those in our thoughts and prayers in Florida that endured the wrath of Ian. But there was a while when it was churning out there in the Gulf. We thought it might be headed our way. And uh, that, that would have kind of ruined our day and our week for sure. But we're fortunate in that respect. And it's just such a great event for uh, the entire Gulf Coast. It is. It certainly is. So, uh, any plans on the boards uh, for your property, your property owners, any projects that you can talk about and share with us with respect to expansion or new amenities or anything coming out in the future? Well, interesting that you ask. We um, started construction, yes, back in January, um, a total refurb of our 24-hour cafe under the oak. Um, it has been painful to say the least because we suffer the same challenges that anyone does ordering anything today. Sure. The lead time and then the delays and, you know, it's not one thing, it's always another, but we're getting ready. We Fingers crossed if we can get a truck in from Texas that we might be able to open before the end of October. But we were supposed to open Memorial Day weekend, then 4th of July, then Labor Day, and here we are with this yeah. fabulous space that doesn't have furniture. <laughs> so is it uh, directly related to shortages, supply chain challenges, such as yes. furniture? Yes, it is definitely supply chain uh, challenges because we're also redoing every room in our hotel. Okay. Um, and that's something that we thought would be complete by now. But again, it's whether it's furniture and case goods for the hotel or furniture and goods for the, um, and again, it's not the construction piece. It's yeah. getting in the things that you order on the day they said it was going to be delivered. Incredible. I mean, it's, it's so frustrating. Very frustrating. Yeah, I was just saying it's frustrating because you approve it, you budget it, you allocate financing and funding for it, and then you can't get it, and you can't get it done. So it's like, I got money, I'm ready and willing to write the checks, and then nobody can provide uh, the service, the products, and everything else you need to make it a reality. 
yeah, we're looking for a light at the end of the tunnel because certainly, you know, we have a history in seven years of redoing most outlets frequently okay. or building new spaces, but it is becoming increasingly challenging. I don't see when it's going to get better. We didn't never thought it was going to get this bad, but you know, it's the cost of food, which mostly now is the direct result again of labor issues and transportation and cost. Yeah. So, you know, the costs keep going up, but you always want to keep the property enhanced and upgraded. Um, but at the end of the day, you're at the mercy of suppliers. Yeah, and you know, something that uh, I know also has to be a concern is that you have to repair and maintain things, and sometimes you need products, you need parts, you need components for that as well. And if those are constrained, that could put a crimp in, you, in your ability to fully I'm operate. I'm going to give you a great example. A great example of what you just said. We, you know, you talked about a meat pizza. It has this fabulous ice cream counter and it serves sorbets and every different flavor made or made in house. Yesterday, the fan goes. You know, we were told six months to get a fan. I said, well, I'm sorry, let's just buy a new one until I found out how long it takes to get a new one. <laughs> so I'm looking at this fabulous case at the entrance, and all we need is a fan, and we can't get it. It's just crazy. Well, we got to do something to, to create an environment that boosts supply. I hope the people in government get this message, because it's going to start to hamper a, a great companies like yours' ability to operate at full capacity, and that affects everybody in the economy as a result. Luann, congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. I do have one other plug yeah. I have to sure. one other plug I have to put in for the property. This week we're celebrating with all of the associates because we are on the short list for the gaming conference in Las Vegas for North American Property of the Year. That's awesome. Well, congratulations, congratulations on all the awards and this uh, this nomination as well. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Louie. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good day. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny conditions, high near 86. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 59. You're finally Friday, mostly sunny, high near 86. Friday evening, partly cloudy, low around 58. And a beautiful day for your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 80 degrees. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile since 1871. For all your dear camp needs, stop by today. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Hello, this is Doug Garner and Ryan Neamey, owners of Logan Farms Honey Glazed Hams in Jackson since 1995. Let all your team members and value clients know you're thinking of them this holiday season. This year, give them a product gift voucher that's redeemable for one of our signature gourmet meats, both in-store and online. Our product vouchers allow for a recipient to conveniently choose when to have their gourmet meat. Logan Farms also has great corporate discounts. We gift box our hams, turkeys, and all of our gourmet meats. And we still offer delivery to your company, as well as shipping nationwide. Our hams are sliced and glazed in store when you pick them up and still boast 30% lower sodium than the competition. Call us at 366-HAMS. That's 366-4267. And be sure to ask for Ryan or Doug. Let us help you extend your gratitude to your loyal employees and valued clients with one of our gourmet meats. Find details at jackson.loganfarms.com. 
Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. Who said food? Who said rides? Who said free parking? I say Yazoo County Fair. The most beloved tradition of Yazoo is back. The Yazoo County Fair is celebrating 94 years with a whole week of entertainment and fun. From October 14th through October 22nd, enjoy all rides for one price. Plus arts and crafts, local canning exhibits, petting zoo, and other fair favorites included in your general admission. Parking is free, so we hope to see you at Hugh McGraw Drive. Find all the details on Facebook or go to visityazoo.org. Engagements offer the promise of eternal love. Confirm that inspiration with a stunning diamond from All Britons. Every stone is carefully selected for its color, cut, and clarity. From classic solitaires to multiple stone selections, All Britons offers the latest designs celebrated for splendor and value. All Britons, four generations strong and still Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk, Mississippi News. As a water crisis continues in Mississippi's capital city, officials from Hines County have missed a deadline to apply for funds from the Municipality and County Water Infrastructure Grant Program. Hines County Administrator Kenneth Wayne Jones told WJTV that they'll apply next time. It gives us an opportunity to go back look at some of the other things that we probably didn't put in because this application is going to be based on the scoring process by MDEQ. So we looked at it and saw some of the things that may have been uh, 18 points that with what we had, we could only get three. So it'll be more allocated in the next round. So, you know, we're not missing anything. The next round of funds won't be allocated until spring of 2023. And the city of Jackson has reached its 95th homicide of the year after a man allegedly ran over his girlfriend in his car. Join Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation studio. Contact MCEF today, leading the way in training, credentials, and job placement. Looking for something fun you and your family can do this weekend? Join Rebecca Turner every Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. during Good Things to learn more about statewide events and happenings. Sponsored by the Mississippi Main Street Association. know that nowadays more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead just streaming everything. With Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. 
Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Bring it on! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on! On Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi in the Element Well Studios on this Friday Eve. We thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate Luann Pappas, CEO of the Scarlet Pearl, coming on middays. That's uh, quite a, a long list of distinctions and honors, and they sh- certainly should be proud. That means they got good team doing good work and making people happy and providing, like I said, a very positive experience. And so they're being um, distinguished and awarded for it, and congratulations to them. Really, the the environment yesterday is uh, incredible, and uh, the Mississippi Gulf Coast and the state of Mississippi, I think, has a lot to be proud of. And I, I can tell you, that event is going to get bigger and bigger, and here's why. Everybody you talk to, you say, have you been here before? No, first year, I'll never miss another one. Have you been here before? Yes, yeah, second, third time, I'll never miss another one. So it just keeps getting bigger and better. And uh, you can just expect uh, they're going to run out of space. I wonder eventually they're going to have to limit, right, the uh, number of cars that can exhibit. But they're pretty creative. I bet they'll figure something out, Woody and his team. And just seeing and witnessing the collaboration amongst all the entities, all the parties that have to work together to pull off such a, a large event like that, it's just really something. I think it says a lot about the great people of, of the state of Mississippi and the Mississippi Gulf Coast in particular. So just wanted to get that out there. It, it's, a, it's a feeling of pride as a Mississippian. I mean, where else can you get a award-winning coffee and award-winning pizza? <laughs> yeah, that uh, plus uh, the vintage cars there, right? I mean, all that in one deal. But yeah, the Scarlet Pearl the best pizza, ice cream, and coffee, steaks and seafood, all in one place. Pretty cool. And that's certainly not to to detract from all the other fantastic properties down there as well, which in my personal experience always do provide a very positive experience for guests. And it's uh, something to be proud of. It's amazing. You know, I said it yesterday, 2005, Katrina, who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk it had come back? the way it has, and I think it it speaks to the commitment, the loyalty of the people on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and the quality of people on the Mississippi Gulf Coast that it's their home. And they came back and made it better, and so congratulations to them. Uh, one of the individuals that I interviewed uh, yesterday, uh, Rhino, one of the commissioners, Let's see if I, uh, who was it? Uh, Rusty David, Coastal Mississippi Commissioner from Harrison County. He told me off the air, by the way, that he knew my father-in-law, who sold cars at D's Chevrolet down there in Biloxi for years. And 
he said, yeah, I know your father-in-law, Charlie Gill was his name. He said, Charlie Gill could sell you a car whether you wanted it or needed it or not. You were going to buy a car. So well, that's what you get paid to do. <laughs> You're a salesman. So he was, man. He just had that bigger-than-life personality, lit up the room, uh, you know, beautiful smile, and, and just the type of person you want to do business with and really took care of you. And he had a long list of very loyal repeat customers, built a good book of business through the years. So anyhow, whew, we're going to move on to the C Spire text line here a little bit. Moe says, Gerard, there was only one reason Mr. Canton was for the proposed net metering rule and incentives. His industry would profit from it. He doesn't care that the incentives would come out if others uh, come out of others' pockets. Well, I hear you, Mose, but let's let's uh, let's ground ourselves here in reality. That's what he gets paid to do. So where he's not a lawmaker, he is a, essentially a lobbyist. Is what he does. That's what they do. He represents the interest of an industry. So I can't fault him for that. I can't I can't fault him for. Uh, putting forth his best effort, his best effort uh, to influence policy making that would benefit his industry. And while you're absolutely right, Mose, here's the reality. Rhino, you know this because a bunch of them come on our show. You go down to the Capitol during the session. That's all you see in the in the halls, where the lawmakers are in their respective chambers or committee meetings along the halls. There, it's absolutely covered up. With lobbyists, that's what they get paid to do, and it's completely legal. Now, I will say that there's—I think there's a tendency to think that all lobbying is about. Well, I'm just trying to sell legislators on something that may not be in the best interest for all citizens, but my particular clients. Yeah, to some extent. But here's what I'll also say: the the real value, I think in lobbying and lobbyists is education, because they're educating these people who are making these laws about things that they're just not familiar with, because it's a giant, complex world, and they come from uh, various perspectives in, in industries or um, uh, just operations that the members of the, the legislature just don't know a lot about. So they have to get educated on it so they can craft good law, good policy. That's really uh, what has to do a lot of it as well, and, and I think we got to keep that in perspective. But So I can't fault Mr. Canton for that. I, I did, however, I think I confronted him with some reasonable questions about the value proposition of the net metering, and, and in particular, the allocation of uh, half of the money here, the grant money, to low-income low income households. And, and I did, I, I feel like, asked a fair question about that, which is, well, gee, if the goal here is to, is to shift more to renewable energy away from uh, fossil fuels energy and to sort of greenify uh, the nation, in this, in this case, the state, why do we care who's, who's using that? Who's doing that? Why, did, why is that only valuable if it comes from a low-income household? It seems like we'd want everybody to adopt that, right? So, and 
I don't know that he really ever offered a, a concrete, logical explanation for that, honestly, Rhino, and that's, that's fine. But we do have Brent Bailey on the program, Public Service Commissioner for the Mississippi Central District. We'll run that question by him as well, and we'll dig into the details of that. But I just wanted to, I don't know, kind of distill down, you, you got to think about the role of lobbyists, and while it is true, they are in there, uh, and they are registered and certified, whatever they authorized, if you will, to represent third parties and their interest to the government at the federal, the state level. That's absolutely in other levels, too, sometimes. That's absolutely true in their policymaking. It's also pretty important that they are a source of information to policymakers when they're crafting law. And now, what is important on the part of the policymakers, the lawmakers, is you sort of got to read between the lines and figure out, well, is this in the best interest of my constituents, of the state, uh, the communities in general, or is this just going to benefit maybe a sliver of people and nobody else really derives any value from those laws, from those policies. And that, that's where it gets a little bit more nuanced and a little complicated. You just hope that our lawmakers you hope they're savvy enough to figure out, well, this kind of makes sense overall, but now you're sort of going across the line there, and you're only trying to help a very small number of people that doesn't really benefit society overall. But that's, that's where it gets, I think, uh, off the rails a bit, and I think that's where it frustrates a lot of people. I'm not saying that doesn't go on. It absolutely does. It just absolutely does. But I think that if we had no lobbyists and no people that represented uh, certain industries and, and just other elements of society and the economy, et cetera, and weren't available to provide information, to be a sounding board, to educate. Um, it, it, it just, I think we'd end up with uh, less effective lawmaking. I'll just put it that way. I think there's some value in that. It's just got to be kept in perspective. Speaking of bad lawmaking, <laughs> I got to say this again. So the the markets are down, and everybody has seen the price of gas rise somewhat over the last couple of weeks. And I heard this morning industry analysts predicting that gas may rise another thirty cents a gallon here in the short term, and that's because OPEC has said, ah, we think we're going to produce 2 million barrels less of oil a day, which is fairly significant in uh, the total global supply of oil. The, the United States consumes about 19 million barrels a day. So as a percentage of the U.S.'s production, it's a little more than 10%. Well, that's a lot. But what's frustrating, and we'll talk about this when we come back from the break, we may even have some sound for you from Karine Jean-Pierre. The president does victory laps, right? And as do his surrogates when the price declines. But now it's going up? No, he didn't have anything to do with that. It's just incredible. We're going to take a break here on Middays from the Element Well Studios. Coming back to talk about that. Stay with us. Daddy like his fancy clothes. 
Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. Nicely done, Beef. When football fans everywhere cheer for their team, they're cheering for you too. Because your savory snacks fuel the gridiron battle. With your tasty sliders, hearty chilies, and drool-worthy steaks, every option is an MVP. Most valuable protein. So gather around the TV and get cooking at beefitswhatsfordinner.com. Funded by Beef Farmers and Ranchers. Speaking to all men. If you're a stickler about your ride or your car looking just right, then why don't you take better care of yourself? Man Up MD is a concierge medical clinic, tailor-made for men of all ages. We offer convenient same-day appointments with personalized primary care and treatment plans designed for you to reclaim your energy and performance. Man Up MD can have you tuned up and ready for rocking down the highway. Check us out online at menshealthms.com. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at majesticmetalsinc.com. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was up 30 to 83.53. March cotton was up 28 to 82.02. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade for soybeans were down 13 and a half to 1356 and a quarter per bushel. January soybeans were down 12 and three quarters, 1368 per bushel. December corn was down four and three quarters to 679 and a quarter per bushel. March corn was down four and a half to 686 and three quarters per bushel. At the Mercantile, December live cattle was down 10 cents to 147.85. February live cattle was down 15 cents to 151.60. November feeders down 90 to 176.42. January feeders down 37 to 177.70. And at the open, the Dow Jones down 279 points, 29,995. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Hacker News Network. From Kansas to Ohio, that's where you'll find Pivot Bio. From the Mississippi Delta and the Chesapeake, Nebraska and the hills of Tennessee. Proving on thousands of fields across this great land. When you work the ground till the sun goes down, Pivot Bio's got a plan. Green plants and a healthy land use our predictable nitrogen. Wherever farmers grow, yeah, that's where we go. A ProBox has enough seed to plant 125 acres of corn. Now, if you wanted to put 40 pounds of nitrogen on those acres, you'd need 1,200 gallons of anhydrous or 1,700 gallons of UAN or 5 tons of urea. But what if that amount of nitrogen was already on your seed? Pivot Bio is now putting nitrogen on seed. The first company to ever apply nitrogen on seed. The nitrogen you need now on seed from Pivot Bio. Learn more at pivotbio.com. 
This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. On Super Talk Mississippi. back everyone midday super talk mississippi in the element well studios gary in the berg says gerard is on a roll <laughs> sanderson farms and now cruising the coast are y'all going to broadcast from the scarecrow car show in madison i'm not familiar with that is that coming up and your favorite car from cruising the coast was uh, again um gary I like the 67, 68, 69 Camaros, the SS Camaros with the racing stripes and the spoiler. Those are my favorite. And I think you could get two different engine sizes, engine displacements, maybe a three-speed and a four-speed version, as I recall, on the floor, bucket seats, the sportier version. That oh Man, I wanted one of those so bad and, of course, could not afford it, but those were really, really something. There were several of them there, and they're just beautiful. And I'm just, oh gosh, so cool looking. So, and uh, Gary goes on to say, uh, the broadcast from there was really good. Was able to catch some of it. Congrats, appreciate that, Gary. Thank you so much for the kind words. Really do appreciate that. Let's see. Uh, a couple other folks are wanting to know Rhino about Jackson Hines County. Something we talked about quite a bit submitting their applications to receive match, matching funds from the state under the ARPA program, a grant program the state put together $450 million to, to cities and counties specifically for water infrastructure. Of course, who needs that more than the city of Jackson? And uh, we jumped on them a bit here on the program because they did not submit their plan the first day plans were being accepted, which was September 1. program closed the first Wave the first phase of the program September 30th. The city did, I did determine, get theirs in just in the nick of time. It's the county that did not, Hines County specifically, did not get their application in. And just reading here uh, a statement from board president, that would be the board of supervisors, of course, which in Mississippi govern at, at the county level. President Cradell Calhoun says, they didn't get it in on time. We're still looking into why they didn't. Calhoun said attorneys with Mike Espy, PLLC, were responsible for submitting the application. They awarded the firm a $250,000 contract this summer to provide professional, legal, and technical guidance regarding the management of American Rescue Plan Fund. $250,000! So, I'm going to get on my soapbox here again. I'd have you, done it for half and a better job. No doubt. Which really wouldn't require that much. 
how do you find out the day after? The day after the deadline. That's on you, President. You should be on that every day. Every day. Come on. And you pay $250,000, and then you're finding out after the fact? Every day you should be on that. You should be sitting in the office. Where's our plan? I mean, seriously. So, again, guarantee you this $250,000 contract was awarded, and this is not a knock on Espion Associates. This is a knock on the procurement process without competitive bidding. How do you know that's the best price? How do you know that's the best value? How do you know that's the most qualified? You don't. You just said, let's see, we got, uh, you, hey, you, $250,000, here, go do that. That's how it works. That's how procurement works in this state, folks, for so-called personal services, professional services. It is broken at every level. I will say it doesn't occur at the state level, at the agency level, nearly to the degree it does at the municipal and the county level. If you don't believe me, Go to a city council meeting, go to a board of supervisors meeting, and witness them award contracts. Witness it. You'll see. It's like a slush fund. Hey, them, you, here, poop, here's money. And it's, it's cronyism on steroids. What's even worse is, in this case, you paid them, you overpaid, and you got underserved. That's because you didn't do... Uh, a valid procurement. You didn't administer a competitive bidding process to vet the best, the best value. Sometimes that's the lowest price, sometimes it's not. But a well-conceived, uh, a well-drafted uh, request for proposal, request for bid, request for information, whatever the uh, process you, you deem appropriate, that is how you make sure the taxpayers get the best bang for their buck. And that ain't happening in this state because of these broken, ancient, personal services, no-bid procurement policies. Got to change it. I know there's members of the legislature listening to me. Get on it. Let's get it changed now. This is ridiculous. Taxpayers are getting fleeced. And in this case, they lost out on money. We're taking a break. We got Commissioner Brett Bailey coming in after the break. Home for Ole Miss Sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601 345 8090. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Gas prices are up again today, and President Biden says he's disappointed that members of OPEC with other oil producing nations are cutting production and that the administration is looking into alternative sources. Fox's Jackie Heinrich at the White House. The Wall Street Journal headline this morning reads, U.S. looks to ease Venezuela sanctions, enabling Chevron to pump oil. According to that report, the White House would deliver significant sanctions relief if President Nicolas Maduro resumes talks with the country's opposition leader to hold free and fair elections in 2024. President Biden's on his way to New York. The president is expected to visit IBM and Poughkeepsie. Local media report Hudson Valley officials are hoping he's going to reveal that the feds are going to make a major investment in and other companies under the Chips and Science Act. The law is aimed at giving tech companies historically large grants and tax breaks. Fox to Sean Langell, the president also has Democratic Party receptions to attend in New York and New Jersey. America's listening to Fox News. 
Spillway Diner, known for its great breakfast and lunch, is now open till 8 p.m., featuring a new special each night, Monday. Enjoy all-you-can-eat breakfast. Tuesday, half-price blue plates. Wednesday, it's dollar wing night with 14 flavors to choose from. Thursday, all-you-can-eat fish fillets. And on Friday and Saturday, enjoy a juicy sirloin, ribeye, or fillet served with baked potato, roll, or Texas toast, and a drink. Spillway Diner's all-you-can-eat special feature menu is dine-in only. No sharing. Find them on Facebook for more on the new menu, hours, and location. Hey guys, it's football season again, and the College Corner is back to get you geared up for game day. We have significantly increased our inventory, so there's even more to choose from. Still waiting in lines and fighting the big crowds in Starkville and Oxford? Come by, and our staff will have you in and out and on your way. Want to score a touchdown at your next tailgate or homegate party? Then look for us online at collegecornerstore.com or come see us at our Ridgeland store and in Flowood. The College Corner, where it's our job to make your Saturdays great. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk, Mississippi News. The University of Texas Permian Basin has provided no further update on head women's soccer coach Carla Tejas. Tejas, who formerly served as a graduate assistant at Bellhaven in Jackson, was suspended earlier this week after being accused of asking players for bail money following a DWI arrest, giving alcohol to minors, as well as making inappropriate contact with members of the men's soccer team. Former players have since spoken out, saying the culture created by Tejas forced them to either contemplate or attempt suicide. And former Tunica Airport Director Eric Knupka has been arrested after allegedly using the airport debit card to pay for over $9,000 in cigarettes, casino costs, and other personal expenses. Kanupka is facing up to 20 years in prison. Welcome to Doghouse Living. Our guest is Bob and his wife, Jenny, who started this craze. Well, you know, while digging, I hit a gas line and blew up our house. Well, Bob, I am just blown away. No pun intended, of course. Why wouldn't you just call 811? So, the takeaway, folks, to stay out of the doghouse, call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. This is Jake Mangum, player for the New York Mets organization and former Mississippi State Bulldog. I've been a loyal Farm Bureau customer for years now. Why? It's simple. Because since day one, Farm Bureau has provided me with exceptional customer service and competitive insurance rates. They work hard for my business and they'll work hard for yours. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. The second season of the History Channel's popular docuseries Great Escapes with Morgan Freeman is back filming in Natchez. To celebrate Freeman and all he's done for his home state, Natchez Mayor Dan Gibson recently presented the five-time Academy Award winner with a key to the city. And the Mississippi State Fair is back until October 16th. Commissioner Andy Gibson talks about this year's entertainment slate, headlined by Scotty McCreary. Scotty's going to be there Thursday, October the 13th at 7.30 mm-hmm. on the main stage. And uh, we'll be there. We've got uh, B.O.B. We've got David Lee Murphy, who is another country music star. Yeah. Today is going yeah. by Midnight Star, Bobby Rush, wow. and a lot of good local artists and bands like Chad Perry, Epic Funk Brass Band, Mark Powell and the Voices of Christ, Alan Sibley and the Magnolia Ramblers. You see them on RFD. So come enjoy some of the good music we're going to have. For a full schedule of events, log on to Super. Supertalk.fm. Touchdown! 
Saturdays in Seaspire Country are sacred. Just ask the Jackson family. Dad's watched every one of his alma mater's games. But now that his daughter's graduated from her school, she doesn't want to miss her team either. Luckily, they've got fanatically fast ceasefire fiber that lets them both stream at the same time, with bandwidth powerful enough to unite a house divided. Oh, come on! Welcome to Seaspire Country, where champions reign. Visit ceasefire.com slash fiber for details. Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006, 601-957-6006. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply. To think deeply. And look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. to Midday Super Talk Mississippi live from the Element Well Studios on this Friday Eve. Joining us now in the Element Well Studios, Brent Bailey, Public Service Commissioner from Mississippi's Central District. Commissioner, thanks for coming on Middays. Thank you, Gerard. Good to be here as always. Always. Good. I know you've been traveling around a good bit and I've been. sharing your stories. I heard them coming in about your time on the coast. Yeah, we've been carrying the Super Talk flag all over the state. We've been having a lot of fun. <laughs> with that our, our state we're so blessed to live in such a beautiful fantastic state with great people coast to coast and uh from from the top up there on the border of tennessee all the way down to the mississippi gulf coast and all points in between the people of mississippi are great and so it is our honor and pleasure to get out and about i especially i will say do like traveling this time of year because our, our landscape, our countryside is so beautiful. You can see the trees starting to change a little yep. bit. And, of course, the sun is shining and this time of year, which is always great and puts a glimmer and a shine on the landscape. We enjoy it. But, all right, so this net metering issue is something that we've been talking about quite a bit on the program. You and I have had some some uh, mm -hmm. private discussions as well, mm -hmm. as, as you have... Speaking of the sun shining, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. As, as I've asked you some questions, yeah. and you've been kind enough to uh, answer those, respond to those, and, and explain things that uh, are a little unclear. It's it's a... It, it gets a little technical, I think, it is. in nature. And, Most and, anything, it seems, in regular utility regulation can become complex. Sure. And, uh -huh. and it's because... Uh, it it is a lot more of a diverse industry it is. than it than it once was, and so the the more diverse the industry gets, and by that I mean there are just multiple 
sources of energy, multiple players, multiple routes to market. It's just it gets complex, it gets more sophisticated. And so that, that kind of amplifies you guys' role as regulators. That's right. It makes that more complicated. Well, we still are have our vertically integrated monopoly utilities that deliver the bulk of our power system. Today's technology and the emerging technologies we've seen and the ability to seem, nearly seamlessly integrate that is what's opening the door for these innovations and these opportunities for economic development investment in the state. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, no doubt that... Uh, I would say the role itself as a public service commissioner and the public service commission's mission and its function, it's become more complex as a result of that. We've we've gone, um, you know, kind of making that evolution while we're still utility regulators. We're also, in, in certain cases, economic regulators as well and yeah. have a role in that. And, and I'll share some of that with you later as we move through yeah. the conversation. All right, so most recently, I guess, a somewhat contentious issue has been this net metering program and uh, also associated or incorporated in the program are some subsidies for households to invest mm-hmm. and schools as well, right, mm-hmm. in in solar panels and, and uh, solar panel-powered electricity yes. and energy. And, and so that's kind of come to the forefront. There are three public service commissioners. There are. Two voted for this program. Including you, myself, yes, sir. You and uh, PSC Commissioner for the Northern District, uh, Brandon Presley, mm-hmm. and then for the Southern District, Dane Maxwell, who was on the program a couple of weeks ago. Yep. He voted in opposition of this program. The governor has also expressed his opposition to this program. So before we get in, into that and why people are on different sides of the fence on this, Explain us exactly what the details of the program are, what the provisions are at a level that our audience can understand. I'll, I'll do my best. So, <laughs> so this is something that has been around since 2015, the original docket to look at net metering, distributed generation, and the incorporation, the, the ability for consumers to self-supply and the right to interconnect. Bank began that conversation back in, I think, January 2011 with a rule that came out in December 2015. Okay. And it's a very general rule. Uh, provides the opportunities. It does not allow for net metering. I know that word gets used a lot, but we really don't utilize net metering, net metering as traditionally defined across the U.S. Okay. Uh, we allow for a compensation of avoided cost. Well, explain what it is first. All right. Net metering, if in the true definition, would be uh, for any excess generation that a resident or business provides back to the grid would be compensated a rate at, at the retail rate. So whatever you buy from the utilities, you get compensated for that same amount. If you're paying a utility $0.12 cents per kilowatt hour, whatever you generate and goes across the meter onto the grid, you get compensated for that. In Mississippi, we have not done that and still don't do that. We do what's called avoided cost, which is basically the wholesale cost of electricity minus all the other fees, charges, administration, fuel costs, all that kind of stuff. What is that least cost energy resource that's next available okay. on the grid? Okay. Plus, we allow for a certain, what we call a, a value of distributed generation. So that's all these other savings that are built in when um, um, a residence or small business self-generates power and puts it across the grid, okay. you're, you're not burning a fuel source. You're not losing electrons across the transmission and distribution grid. Um, there's other resiliency and reliability factors built in as well. Now, they all have 
at a value to them, which are often difficult to quantify, but there is a known benefit associated with this activity. Okay. So the Public Service Commission back in 2015 set that value of distributed generation at two and a half cents. Okay. So avoided cost plus two and a half cents would be what you as Gerard would be compensated for if you had a distributed generation system at your home of business okay. for that win across. That did not change. That remains in place today. What we did was provide certain incentives for residential and non-residential, um, the opportunity to help drive, create diversification or energy marketplace, and, and help establish and build a new market segment to, uh, quite honestly, this date is just sort of, I don't say languished, but just has not matured as if we've seen in many, many other parts of the nation and, and world. And so that is a decision that the Public Service Commission has been considering for the last 21 months, uh, working through this process. A whole range of interveners have participated in this across the spectrum, and we did come out with a rule in July. Um, yes, and it was um, not seen favorably by certain parties. Uh, the utilities pushed back. Um, we had a rehearing. We reconsidered some certain, some of the positions. At a on public that. hearing, right? A public hearing. That's right. And and uh, Commissioner Maxwell was on the program right after the hearing. That's right. That is right. And we went back and reconsidered some of the technical changes as well as some of the financial aspects of that as well. And we came back this past Tuesday, which a with a much more. A scaled down rule, but still incrementally gets us down the path to helping, um, you know, give customers that choice, that option through certain incentive aspects of that. Uh, the the school component is going to be extremely valuable and important, I believe. I know throughout this process, we've received letters, I've received a lot of phone calls from uh, school leaders throughout the Central District that are excited about this, that see the opportunity to uh, incorporate this into curriculum, support the effort, the, 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 you know, offset the energy needs, and that reduces the taxpayer burden. So of all this, the expenditures on energy can now be redirected somewhat into enhanced teacher salaries to classroom supplies. Okay, so let me make sure I understand that. I, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but let me okay. make sure I understand. So what you're saying is if the schools were to install solar panels mm-hmm. and begin to harvest the power from the sun to power the school facilities, likely are to also in, um, produce enough power that would be in excess of what they consume, they too would be eligible, right, mm-hmm. to sell that back yes, sir. Uh, to the to the utility source, the utility uh, mm-hmm. electricity provider, uh, which would bring their cost of total energy consumption down. And what you're saying is they'd have those funds available for other purposes in the school. That is right. That okay. is right. Sort of simplified way of saying it. it's not okay. quite that easy, but that's a very simplified way of saying that. And they've got to have. Special meters to go bi-directional as well, or is that I mean, today's um, uh, smart meters, advanced metering infrastructure that virtually every utility and state has in. adopted and done? It can read bi-directional okay. energy flows. So, is there anything that the consumer has to do to say, "Hey, I want to send my excess to the power company and them and them send me a, a oh, credit"? We, we for have it. an application process. It's our our inter, uh, distributed well, generation. I mean, while it's ha- while it's happening, is it just automatic? The oh, yeah. technology it just done, handles once, it. Once everything goes you set into it place, up, you receive a credit or whatever on your okay. bill. It will it will 
net out. I hate to say net out, but uh, it will. Uh, you will receive a credit on the bill at the end of every month. That it zeroes out and starts the process over the next month. But once they install all this, they don't have to do something on some regular basis to say, hey, send my excess up to the power company. It just happens no, within the infrastructure. That's, that's right. It that's knows right. to do that. It's transparent. Special no action, setup. no intervention. That's just correct. works out, and then you get credits that yeah. equal the amount you send. The, the installer will work with the uh, utility and the uh, and the owner of the project, okay. and, and all that gets Residential and schools, right? We're talking That's about right. commercial and That's residential. Right. Okay. That's right. All right, we'll That's take right. a break. We'll come back yeah. and talk some more with Brent Bailey, the Public Service Commissioner for Mississippi Central District. Ever feel like making an appointment with your doctor takes a lot of time, only to feel rushed through the actual appointment? Avoid the hassle at Capital Ortho, where our board-certified, fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons are waiting to treat you immediately with one-on-one professional and personal patient care. Both you and your time matter to the staff at Capital Ortho. To schedule your same-day appointment, call 601-987-8200 or visit CapitalOrtho.com. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. 601-605-4443. Don't just get a job, get a career with great salary and benefits. The Mississippi Department of Corrections has just increased your salary by 10%. If you qualify, you can be a corporal, sergeant, captain, or major with base salaries ranging from over $36,000 to over $47,000. Add to that retirement medical benefit packages up to $17,000 more, all with paid-on-the-job training not far from where you live. Visit mdocms.gov to apply today. That's mdoc.ms.gov. This is Dave Logan with Cannon Nissan of Jackson. Friendly staff, great environment, open six days a week. You're in, you're out, and on your way. No appointment needed. Come experience why Cannon Nissan Service Department is better than the rest. Nobody beats a Cannon deal or service. Nobody. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. 
Carroll here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. What? What? This is so awesome. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Middays. Appreciate that, Rhino. I think you know Badfinger is one of my favorite artists. Still have the original LPs from Badfinger on the Apple label, discovered by the Beatles. Tragic ending to the band, but wow, they made some great music in my view. We got Brent Bailey, the Public Service Commissioner for Mississippi's Central District in the Element Well Studios. Okay, so you were sharing with us the details, and I apologize for interrupting you. I just wanted to understand uh, some of the technical aspects of how net metering works. And I think at the highest level we can sort of describe it as just a process whereby consumers of electricity that are connected to the, the power grid provided by utility providers, electricity providers, they can generate their own power. If they have the means to do that, mm-hmm. uh, by law, that has to be the excess, right? has to be uh, compensated for at a certain rate. Just, that's right. right. And so that's that, right. And that it, goes it, into the overall supply of power, right? It goes to your neighbor, more than likely, okay. who takes advantage of that. Okay. Um, but it's, it's to the consumer's best interest to push as little power as possible across the meter. You want to use as much of it behind the meter so you do get that full yeah, retail the full value. benefit because they're selling benefit. it back at a lower rate. That's right. However, so, it's true in some states. I believe Arkansas is one, right? Yeah, Arkansas next door. They Dollar for dollar. Statewide net metering, both the cooperatives and investor-owned utilities. Hmm. That was challenged in the courts, and the courts determined it was a it was hmm. a, a valid fee rate charge, whatever that the the utilities are are uh, have to respect. Okay, so with respect to this recent action by mm-hmm. the PSC, yep. really no changes fundamentally to that program, right? The net metering That's specifically. Right. What the was, core the core of the program still there, the new parts are the the incentive aspects of it. For the for purchase and installation That's of right. solar panels, right? That's right. Uh, just a one time flat dollar, as I recall, three thousand dollars is the figure. Yep. Okay. For qualifying so, customers in that aspect or a two thousand dollar incentive for backup battery storage systems. Oh, okay. And that has both the resiliency and reliability benefit as well as helps you capture that energy that you produce. Store it and use it throughout a 24-hour period or more. Yeah. Uh, So you do get that full retail value, equivalent value of the the kilowatt hour generated. Yeah, I've looked into that, and uh, it typically they're associated uh, with with generators. The companies mm-hmm. that make generators typically make those systems as well. But they're, they're, uh, with the innovation that's now going on in battery technologies, there's a lot more players in the no market. Doubt. It's more competitive. Um, the 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 
life the, the lifespan of these and the effectiveness are, are growing every day. Yeah, it's it's uh, an evolving technology, and and uh, advances are being made cons- uh, consistently, continuously, mm-hmm. and so the, the cost comes down, the efficiency goes up, the capacity goes up. Uh, just they're more practical as time goes on. That's going to even right. get better. I I kind of equate it to, you know, in the old days. I remember selling hard disks that cost seventy five thousand dollars for forty meg on a mainframe, and now you can get several gig in your palm of your hand for nothing. Yep. So it went from seventy five thousand dollars for forty gig to nothing for like a hundred gig in your hand. Yep. Right. So actually, it's forty meg, forty meg megabytes back then. All right. So <laughs> just a, metaphorically speaking, in yeah. a way that I can understand in, in my in simple a, mind. It's so. important aspect of this rule as well in the order and, and the guidelines for which the program is going to operate in these incentives we talked about they're not wide open they're not forever ending they these systems come with guide rails around system size maximum minimum we have participation caps as well as well even annual budgetary constraints okay. on this as well so it's not just go out there and spend and and throw things around there is very concise uh built-in consumer protection components as well as budgetary system size as well as um um, um who qualifies so it's it's not a wide open program that's just going to flaunt millions and millions of dollars. It is very tightly constrained. All right, let's get into the economics. How much has been authorized under this program? All right, for energy, I believe the total, if you factor in both the solar and battery, is $6 million annually. Mm -hmm. And for Mississippi Power, both solar and battery or distributed generation uh, is $3 million. And I know this gets pigeonholed as a solar program, but you read the rule, our our definition to distributed generation is wind, solar, hydro, geothermal, waste to energy, biomass, hydrogen, all these emerging technology we hear about. And even within the biomass sector, there's a wide range of technological and energy resource opportunities under there as well okay. that will greatly benefit ag and rural communities. So you said $6 million for energy. What was the other? Three. Three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, because... And that's fine. It's it's a it's a, a rounding error. But yeah. Rhino, as I recall, when I asked uh, Mr. Canton that, he said eight total. So if we're saying nine, I mean I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. Right. Uh, but that's on an annual yeah. basis. And that, that's right. suggested from the July rule. He was probably talking the okay. July rule. So okay, we've fine. we've come down from that. Okay. All yeah. right. So that don't sound like a whole lot of money to me. So here here's a question I have then then. So we're saying just to put in context. So we said Entergy, their top annual budget, I believe, what I just say, six million. Yeah. They spend. We authorized them to spend fifteen, starting next year, fifteen million dollars a year on energy efficiency programs that all customers take advantage of. Give me an example. Um, um, home energy audits, okay. HVAC tune-up, um, okay. caulking sealing, direct install of high efficiency lighting, and other things like that. So does that, that mean they'll pay rebate, consumers rebate, for that? That's right. Rebate them. Rebates all the darn time. And how do you get that? You have to apply for it. Yeah, apply for it. We work with uh, their approved trade allies. These are um, these are energy efficiency professionals that are certified and, and knowledgeable, and they work with the utilities to deliver these products. Okay. And all these systems, all these programs, these measures that we've allowed, they have a positive cost benefit impact. All right, so for every dollar that they invest, you're getting a greater than one dollar return on that investment. Explain why the PSC. 
has to get involved in that? Why do you have to yeah, authorize that? I, it just really, in my view, helps open the door and provide... No, no I'm asking in, why, why does the PSC need to be involved, period. I'm not asking about the uh, the virtues of the program. <laughs> I, I know that's what you're about to answer. I mean, uh, like, why wouldn't they do that on their own? Well, many times it's, it's hard for customers to, to understand or access that really technical information they need. What are these low-cost, no-cost measures that they can get an immediate return on these actions taken? Utilities, I believe... By state law, say they also must not deliver reliable, affordable, but also efficient energy as well. And these are one of these means of helping us accomplish our statutory uh, mandates okay. as well. I guess what I, you know, and I, I I'm not trying to be confrontational, no, Brent. You I and I are it. close friends, and you know that. But uh, what I'm saying is, why does government have right. to get? Why why doesn't the energy company realize? Hey, it's really in your best interest to put these programs together. Yeah. Is it maybe it's because they are a monopoly and they're a regulated monopoly, and you kind of got to prod them a little bit. Well, their best interest is to sell as much product as they can. I get it. And whether it's a well, kilowatt sure. hour, or a million cubic foot of gas, so they don't or want whatever. you to be efficient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. So we we try to help empower consumers as much as possible in doing this. And it's not just these programs. Um, you know, there's things we've done since I've been on the commission, and there's a lot of programs I'm here inherited. Let me run through a couple okay. real quick just so you sure. kind of know our role as, as, as utility regulators, as economic development supporters, okay. and even – um, economic. Yeah. So one thing we did, we asked Entergy, uh, looking at all the storm damage we've seen on the coastline, we've asked them to accelerate their wooden pole transmission structures. They had a they had a plan to to phase them out over the next twenty seven twenty nine years. Okay. We asked them to accelerate that and replace everything within eleven years. Um, yeah, that's going to increase the cost, but that's going to provide a much res- much greater resilient system. All these new technologies out there, whether steel, concrete, fiberglass, other composites, much higher wind load ratings, much higher you. ice load ratings. And have you seen the damage that you know we've had yeah. in South Mississippi, and Louisiana over the last couple of years? We felt that was a good investment to accelerate the transition from wooden pole infrastructures. None against my forestry guys. But a much more robust composite yeah, other just, materials because the effort to decrease the risk of loss of power. As we've seen in Florida, not a transmission structure went down that I'm aware of hmm. because they they invested billions and billions. They've been of dollars working on it a while. Since I know 2004, that. when you had those four or five or six hurricanes cross there, yeah, they got really aggressive on transmission upgrades, undergrounding things like that. Okay, we we allow them to accelerate that investment. Okay, um, we, natural gas side. We allow them through our sup- supplemental growth program and their rural expansion initiative to extend to extend services out to those areas that may not meet their, you know, typical financial metrics and criteria because economic development, especially out to industrial parks that may not be right in the middle of a service area, that makes them more attractive for development and bringing in outside industry and creating jobs and an increasing tax base. I get it. And that's something that all ratepayers across the state help help finance. But we do these projects across all three districts. I, I get it. And the local legislators love to see that kind of thing. And I'm, I mean, I'm just scratching we the got, surface. Hold on. we got a break right here. We're okay. going to come back because I want to ask you about how we pay for these eight million dollars a year and, okay. and and how that how that works. I think that's of interest to people. Yep. And uh, some of the other nuances in uh, this program. So we've got Brent Bailey, Public Service Commissioner for Mississippi Central District in the Element Well Studios. We're coming right back.
from the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center. I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny conditions, high near 86. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 59. Your finally Friday, mostly sunny, high near 86. Friday evening, partly cloudy, low around 58. And a beautiful day for your Saturday. Sunny skies, high near 80 degrees. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. So how do you know if you have hail damage? Not all roof damage can be spotted from the ground. Gallo here from Experience Believe Me. You need a pro that you can trust to give you an honest assessment of your roof. There's no better team than Watkins Construction and Roofing. You can trust them to give you an honest evaluation. The Watkins team will answer your call 24-7 and give you a complimentary roof inspection and estimate. Plus count on them to get back with you as fast as the next business day. Financing is available. Count on the pros. Watkins 601-966-8233. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection, and that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. I'm JT Mitchell and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The University of Texas Permian Basin has provided no further update on head women's soccer coach Carla Tejas. Tejas, who formerly served as a graduate assistant at Bellhaven in Jackson, was suspended earlier this week after being accused of asking players for bail money following a DWI arrest, giving alcohol to minors, as well as making inappropriate contact with members of the men's soccer team. Former players have since spoken out, saying the culture created by Tejas forced them to either contemplate or attempt suicide. And former Tunica Airport Director Eric Kanupka has been arrested after allegedly using the airport debit card to pay for over $9,000 in cigarettes, casino costs, and other personal expenses. Kanupka is facing up to 20 years in prison. 
The University of Mississippi School of Business is hosting its annual Banking and Finance Symposium on October 14th at the Oxford Convention Center. Keynote speakers are Brad Bolton, Chairman ICBA, Marty Mosby, Director of Bank Equity and Strategy, Stiefel and Caitlin Long, CEO and Founder, Custodia Bank. A Women in Banking Breakfast will be held again this year at 8 a.m. This symposium is open to all banking and finance professionals and banking students. To register, go online to the UM alumni page or email Dr. Ken Syree for more information. Twilight concerts at Renaissance are back as Ratchet Entertainment presents L King live Saturday, November 5th. L King with Cameron Marlowe. Tickets are on sale now at twilightms.com. Don't miss L King with Cameron Marlowe in concert at Renaissance. Brought to you in part by Southern Beverage, Renaissance, Visit Ridgeland, Watkins Construction, Nukes, and First Commercial Bank. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. But what if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Top Mississippi. We are in the Element Well Studios. We've got Brent Bailey, Public Service Commissioner from Mississippi Central District. There are three Public Service Commissioners, just as there are three Transportation Commissioners. Mm, right? That's correct. Same districts. Yeah, North, Central, South, in the exact same footprint. That's correct. Right, geographically speaking. All right, so we're talking about... Um, this net metering program, and that, that's really not even the appropriate description of it, is it? No, that, that's, because it's been around a while. That's why I call it a distributed generation program. Okay, okay. but, the, but um, uh, at its core, it is subsidies, payments, right, to uh, residents and uh, also schools. Or, or what about commercial properties? They qualify as well? Uh, not for the rebates, unless not for the... Um, Solar or distributed generation, but they could for um, potentially the, the battery backup system. Okay, well, that was the other question. Is is more than just solar panels qualify for this, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, our definition of renewable energy and distributed generation is, is across the board, across many different technology types. Okay. So anything that, that meets whatever those specifications are... Mm -hmm. That um, so are, are all of these though? Is there a requirement that any of these technologies, any any of these other alternative uh, energy sources that would be assets owned by and installed by uh, the, the resident or the school, that they have to incorporate the ability to sell their to provide their excess back to the 
in, uh, the electric company. Not necessarily. Is that a requirement? It's not, not necessarily. Like I said, um, you, you really want to size those systems where you're using as much energy behind the meter as possible, particularly for your residential, non-residential. Okay. The school's going to be a little different because that will be systems up allowance up to 3 megawatts DC in size. Makes sense. And done through a power purchase agreement arrangement that allows the virtually the school district uh, generation to be offset by that and to be credited to receive the credit is there okay. again it, it's it's so that's why i qualifies? mentioned a minute ago the schools of things a little different than than our I traditional uh program uh it just gives them a, a higher rate of return on those uh those arrangements made with the third party developers to return that credit back to the I, school district i understand but so What's the underlying goal here, Brent? I mean, so really what you're trying to do is is, is provide some financial assistance that. to homeowners and schools to make investments in these various forms of renewable energy, which t- does take some of the stress off the traditional grid. That's right. Uh, you know, we're sort of a very natural gas-heavy state, as you probably aware, and sure. I think we've talked about this yeah. before, across the, the energy generation field in the state, nearly 80% of every electron generated in Mississippi is derived from natural gas as the generation fuel source. Okay, And you've seen what the markets have done over the last couple of years, nearly 400% increase over the last two years. You know, we're Natural up, gas. That's right, it. natural gas. And we had a long, but nearly 10 years of very stable, low natural gas. Two bucks or so. That's right. And now we've seen it, you know, seven, Ten, eight, nine. $10, $10, and, and that's going to have a, a real impact, something the media hasn't picked up on. And, and um, I gave you a copy of our latest newsletter and explains it in there. We're working with the utilities to help minimize the impact this is going to have, these high natural gas prices. And one thing we did with Entergy on Tuesday um, is, is you may or may not know, by the end of the year, there will be nearly a $400 million recovery deficit on the cost of natural gas. Okay. And we got and if we were just to implement that and put it all into rates at one time to allow them to begin a recovery of that deferred cost of fuel, you're talking about a $30 or more impact on rates beginning February 2023. Okay. That would be just a punch in the gut. All right, so let so so, so, so I'm I'm getting okay. I'm kind of getting there. So what we did, we allowed them to begin implementing deferring part of that cost as well as slowly implementing at at a rate of two dollars and one cents a month, beginning in November, going through April, for a total of twelve dollars cumulative by April to begin that recovery. Gotcha. We also are going to put in, you know, I think we talked about the the settlement with Entergy based on some of the charges from Grand Gulf and others. So we're going to put two hundred million dollars of that as well. So we're really knocking that down in half, and then we giving a slow recovery of rates and deferring the rest over it over 20 months. And we're hoping that natural gas markets stabilize gotcha. and they begin to you know get a real recovery. And we're also adjusting what they're allowed to recover on the cost of fuel. So there's a lot of things in that. So trying to make a long story longer or short, I guess, in my view, and the, the commission's views for the most part by doing this, you know, it shows that by allowing schools, businesses, residential, and others to help offset these increasing costs by investing in self-generation resources, beginning to build a new market, a new industry sector that really hasn't existed for the most part in Mississippi but has flourished in other areas, create jobs, bring innovation and new technologies here, and begin to help empower customers that 
you know, in most cases, are beholden to individual monopoly utilities. And this is just one way, it's an incremental step to helping us accomplish that. And this is a long-term deal. Um, It'll probably be years before we reach maximum potential of this program. It's going to be a learning curve for customers, for installers, for the technology providers. Um, And like any place else, if you don't have that sustained policy, you're not going to invest in that state. Okay, so it's eight nine million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. That really doesn't go very far, uh, honestly. But the bigger question is, just to make sure I understand yeah. it, and for the benefit of our audience, who pays for that? How is that paid for? Like a like a like the, our energy efficiency programs, like our resiliency ramp up, like um, these other extensions of services. It goes into the rate base okay. and it's spread across the rate rate payers and. And when this program, if it does maxes out in five years, all it can do, you're looking at maybe a dollar to a dollar fifty a month. What's the max? What do you mean max out? What is I, it, I mean, how's that defined? So we're talking like, right, like Mississippi Power. Okay. We're giving them three million a year for five years, fifteen million dollars. But total. Is, is that the program? It's five years. Yes. Sir. Okay. Yeah. All right. I wasn't sure if it was yeah. perpetual, but yep. it's three million a year, and, it, and and we will revisit this in five years. Okay. All right. We so, can revisit it any time. So for them paying consumers to uh, some financial assistance to make these investments, they pass that on to their rate payers with a slight increase in their rate to absorb uh, those costs. And this is a voluntary program. If nobody signs up for it, what costs go out there? If nobody steps up for the incentive for the battery or solar, if the schools don't participate, then there's no cost. All right, let me, very little. There's going to be some sure marketing and things like that. It, what um, what triggers the rate increase? Is it people participating in the program and then paying money out to them in the form of these rebates, That's or right. do they just raise rates and just say, okay? No, no, it, it's got to be as participation occurs. Okay. They come back every there's year. There's formula for that. That's I assume right. a process That's for that. Right. That's is right. it, is right. it they're getting applications, approving them, money's going out. They increase the rates to cover that. So it's kind of a pay-as-you-go. We do an annual rate redetermination with all utilities. You look at that. That's right. Here's how much you paid out on that. This is the rate offset to that. Make sure all that is uh, jobs. We take a deep dive that when they come and supply us their books, it's normally on a dolly. I'm sure. And all those accounts and our folks go through that with a fine-tooth comb to look for any exception or inclusions that need to be considered. So it it is, man, this is maybe where the governor objects and maybe Commissioner Maxwell. I'm not trying to speak for them, though I've read their statements and comments. So, I mean, that's that's in the public uh, realm. But it, it is a situation where people who don't participate in the program may realize a slight increase to their rates. They're essentially subsidizing the investments made by people who are participating in the program. That is true. That is true yeah. to a certain extent, yeah. yes. All right. All right. So the next question I got about that. But again, these, these systems do provide benefits across the customer base as well by offsetting and reducing fuel costs, um, transmission losses, things like that by doing generation at the point of consumption. I get it. Uh, I think it's difficult to quantify. I get it. Yeah. But there are tangible, real, identifiable benefits that folks sometimes tend to neglect or not recognize. I think, as you and I were talking offline, the, the question that, that certainly crosses my mind, and I think it does a lot of people, this is not like traditional competitive markets. This is a regulated industry. The question then becomes, well, why does government have to step in and say, this is good for you, and it, we think it's so good for you, we're going to give you money to invest in it. And by the way, 
your neighbors are going to pay for that. I mean, that that's really the way this works, and I think that's why some people object to it, though I get it. Just when I like found a- out from Mr. Mr. Um, what's his name? Danton. Uh, Canton. Canton. Yeah. Pardon me. Uh, yeah, when I found out from him, it's eight million bucks. I said, well, heck, that can't be but a few pennies a month at the end of the day. It's so, not. It's yeah. really not. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just it's the principal aspect yeah. of it. And just it. like I'm talking about, we allow utilities to go serve industrial parks to help. While that might need not meet immediate cost metrics they would, guess what? It enhances the accessibility and sellability of that. And that's great for the Which local should commodity. spur economic development. That's right. And I, I think and everybody pays to help get that there. And that this this activity occurs we, through all. We come back and finish it up. But I think <laughs> I think that what's happening here, this is brought to the forefront the whole operational model and mission and function of this regulatory body. I don't think people thought about it honestly until now. And this has kind of brought it up. Hold your thought. We'll come back because then I'm going to ask you about. Why do low-income households have a carve-out and a special, okay. right, a, a special deal for them? Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? (sighs) Ream. The new degree of comfort. Digital banking from the Citizens Bank is great, if you're like me, a shall we say, night person. With our secure online banking and mobile app, you can bank on your own time. With a touch of the screen, you can pay bills, make deposits, even transfer funds on the fly. See digital banking in a new light, just not sunlight. (laughs) Download the app today. The Citizens Bank, member at DIC. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. This is the Midday Market Report. We're talking to Terry Emerson, the general manager of Prestige Farms, Mississippi, the largest Mississippi pork producer, about the pork industry in Mississippi. Mississippi's pork industry is probably around 50 Three fifty-four thousand sows, uh, roughly producing you know twenty-five thousand pigs per week. Uh, the majority of those are raised to three weeks old, weaned, and then shipped to the Midwest for finishing. Uh, we do have a really strong show pig industry in the state of Mississippi that a lot of the 4-H and FSA students uh, enjoy. And uh, we're thankful for the State Fair and the Dixie National that promotes 
the swine shows. I think our folks here in Mississippi do a great job uh, helping these kids uh, present their animals. This is the Mississippi Agri-News Network. From Kansas to Ohio, that's where you'll find Pivot Bio. From the Mississippi Delta and the Chesapeake, Nebraska and the hills of Tennessee. Proving on thousands of fields across this great land. When you work the ground till the sun goes down, Pivot Bio's got a plan. Greener plants and a healthy land use our predictable nitrogen. Wherever farmers grow, yeah, that's where we go. Predictability in farming is next to impossible. Until now, Pivot Bio provides a more reliable, more predictable source of nitrogen. Pivot Bio delivers nitrogen directly to the plant throughout the growing season. Because it adheres directly to the root, Pivot Bio doesn't wash away in the rain. Plant more predictability next season with Pivot Bio. Learn more at pivotbio.com. That's pivotbio.com. yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Come on. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Middays in the Element Well Studios with Brent Bailey, Public Service Commissioner, Mississippi Central District. Appreciate you staying on for the whole hour. Well, there, I appreciate certainly. Look, this is a complicated issue, and I think it's one that folks have a lot of interest in. So I, I hope our audience uh, as well appreciates that we got you here for the whole hour and uh, trying to unravel some some of these complexities. And in this particular case, you got a dissenting commissioner mm-hmm. and uh, Commissioner Maxwell, and we got the governor that really doesn't seem to be on board with this program. As well, and before I let you talk about that, I just want to reiterate what we have established, which was a question that, that I had of when you authorize the utilities, and you do control their rates. The, I mean, correct. the Public Service Commission controls their rates because they're a monopoly. And mm-hmm. if you didn't, uh, then things may go kind of off the rails. But so you control them. But, but in a case where you go to them and you say, we want you to introduce, roll out this program where you're going to provide incentives, in this case, financial assistance to customers. Uh, for installation of renewable energy uh, solutions in their homes and in their schools in in this particular case. Uh, And by the way, we're going to let you offset your costs of that investment, of those incentives, of those rebates, in the form of raising your rates. Now, in this case, it's a a very small, de minimis amount, and so I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Heck, the, the, the global price of oil and gas has had way more impact 
exponentially more impact on the cost we're paying for consumption of electricity and gas to our homes and our businesses than this would when you're talking about such a small amount of money. But I just want to make sure it is a pay-as-you-go, and they're not authorized to increase those rates until people start uh, applying for those and receiving the rebates, meaning rebates are going out the door on their income statements, and they're able to raise their rates uh, to cover that, that's and right. that's the way it works. Yes, it's not sir. like, hey, go ra- raise your rates and just wait for people to show up and jump into this program. Doesn't work that's that right. way. That's correct. Right. I want to make sure that's clear. All right, now, next question is, there is a carve-out, as I understand mm-hmm. it. Half of this money authorized, and you, you've shared with us now, it is uh, six million, right? For Is it six? Did I get that uh, right? For six, energy? Six total. Uh, per I think, year. Yeah, I think it's Oh my gosh! Is that <laughs> we right? Just, we just and then three yeah. for Mississippi Power. That's right. Okay, so nine million dollars a year allocated for them to provide rebates to consumers to install these renewable energy solutions. And, and even within that, it's differentiate between uh, distributed generation and battery backups. Okay, you know, there's, there's some. Car, yeah, of, yeah. Co- of course, yeah. everything's complicated. <laughs> so, but I mean, in general, that's yes, uh, that's kind of the, the total aggregate uh, dollar value of the program. All right, so. Half of that, though, in it, as I understand it, has to go to so-called low-income households. They're not really so-called. They're defined, right, in, no, the, not, in the policy. That, that's another change okay. uh, we had. So it's no longer half. It's They're the only ones eligible for that now. Oh, really? Yes, sir. So only households whose whose income, household income is below 250% of the federal poverty level. 225%. Oh, it went from 250 to 225. Is that since the hearing? Yes, sir. Okay. Yep. So did somebody show up and say, hey, we really think you ought to put all this in the low-income low households? Um, there was. Okay. <laughs> Utilities. <laughs> and and then, so there was another set of uh, vote. You guys had to vote yes, on sir. those changes, yes, right? Yes, and, sir. And two to one again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, so I'll ask you the same question, Brent, that I that I did, uh, uh, Mr. Canton. Okay. The, who, by the way, for those of you that just joined us, uh, Mr. Canton, Jeff Canton is the president of the Renewables Energy Industry Association. I think I got that right. Bottom line is the people who sell solar panels and all these mm-hmm. other renewable energies for the two-state area of Louisiana and Mississippi. And I asked him if this is such a great deal for our economy. Uh, for our environment, for ratepayers, for the utility companies. Such a great deal just overall. Why are we only making it available to these households with incomes below 225% of the federal poverty It was half then. Now you're telling me it's 100% goes to them. Seems like we'd want everybody to participate in this program. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, you're going <laughs> to... So... Uh, I tend to agree. The project, the okay. program, should be available to anybody, and I understand the low income aspect of it because Mississippi is a high energy burden state. Okay, you know, get what is our what is our average household income in Mississippi, and where do we rank in the nation? You probably fiftieth. All right, we're last. And while we do have rates are generally below the national average as a percentage of monthly annual expenditures. We're in the upper echelon, echelon as far as the amount of money we put out to pay for energy. Okay. And okay. that's because we're in, you think where we're at. You just said low economic development. We're in a very high climate area. About a third of our population lives in some sort of manufactured housing, which is not exactly energy efficient. Um, we don't have statewide okay. construction. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into place of why we consume more energy than the average American here. So if we can help low-income folks that have a higher you. energy burden... Um, 
go down certain paths. We'll have to get you back on and talk about that uh, some more. Because we got to go. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be short I cranked know, it up a little you. bit. I hear you. But there's just so many things we do as a commission. I understand that it's, it's an agency that's not fully understood, and I, and I learned that on the campaign trail. <laughs> we'll get you back. I'll tell Alex. We'll get you back on. We'll go through that some more. All right, man. We can talk 30 minutes just about that one. Um, We're coming right back. Thank yeah, you, Brent. Thank Appreciate you so much. It. Bye-bye. Yep. Stay with us. <laughs> You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. President Biden says the administration is looking into alternative oil sources. The Wall Street Journal reports sanctions on Venezuela could be removed. He's made us dependent upon Russia, Saudi Arabia, and now Venezuela. Top House Republican Kevin McCarthy on Fox, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. There's no negotiations, there's no sanctions policy change to speak of at this time. He's on Fox Business. The Secret Service says no disciplines planned over an accident involving Vice President Harris Monday initially reported as a mechanical failure. A Secret Service spokesperson says that a car in the motorcade had a minor overcorrection and hit a curb. The Secret Service director was reportedly bothered by the lack of detail in the original alert to document the delay. The damage was bad enough for the vice president to be moved to a different car. Fox's Ryan Schmelz in D.C. No injuries were reported. The vice president was on her way to work at the White House. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Do you suffer from daily joint pain? Capital Ortho's team of board-certified, fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons are specifically trained to help you say goodbye to joint pain forever. With same-day appointments, our knowledgeable physicians are here to deliver immediate and accurate results. Why wait? Don't live with joint pain any longer. Give Capital Ortho a call today at 601-987-8200 or visit CapitalOrtho.com. Let Capital Ortho help you say goodbye to joint pain and get you back to living your best life. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Secretary of State Michael Watson has launched a new statewide initiative called Mississippi Businesses Against Trafficking, with the goal being to raise awareness in an effort to curb human trafficking in the Magnolia State. It's a training program where, where businesses can access training videos, training materials for their employees, and each additional employee that learns about human trafficking, that learns about what are the signs that I need to look for, what are the things that I can do to help combat this, is going to make a difference. Business partners included in the initiative are the Dutch Group, the Mississippi Braves, the Mississippi State Board of Massage Therapy, and the Mississippi Hotel and Lodging Association. And it, it takes us everywhere. It, it takes us at a hotel. It takes us at a gas station. Uh, it takes us at, at a massage parlor. It takes us at a Braves game. No matter where you are, if you see a small sign that says, wait a minute, something doesn't look right there. I can make a difference. And it takes all of it. From the ground up, from the grassroots. That's how we began in 1922, and that's how we do things today. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. 
100 years of farming, ranching, and supporting our 180,000 member families. From our state capital in Jackson to our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Creating policy, advocating for a better way of life for all Mississippi. We've been there through the tough times when Hurricane Katrina blew ashore. There is extensive damage on U.S. 90. Triumphant times, winning the right to vote to protect private property rights for Mississippians. We introduce benefits like our insurance in the 1940s and fought to stretch broadband internet service from DeSoto County to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, from the ground up, not just a farm organization, 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. As cruising the coast continues to roll this week, Jimmy Ladner, Coastal Mississippi Commissioner of Hancock County, says that those who have yet to attend the coast's largest event are missing out. I think people that haven't been here don't know what they're missing, and I know that's said a lot, but if when you come here for the first time, we hear people all the time say, man, I can't believe I've not come the last 26 years. Ladner adds that the cars, the weather, the hospitality behind cruising the coast are enough to convince first-time patrons to attend again. We're on track for another record, um, and that doesn't include the cars that come down and don't register for whatever reason. Unbelievable. So, yeah, between the cars, the weather, and the hospitality of our folks down here on the coast, people come back once they come once. For more news, sports, politics, and all things Mississippi, check us out online at supertalk.fm. With Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Caleb Sailors. Have you ever seen a field of corn or soybeans or cotton growing along the highway? Think about that for a moment. From tiny seeds comes this field of crops. You and I need to live our lives every day. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. We began much the same way as a seed of an idea that took root in 1922. In the 100 years since, the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation has contributed so much to our lives across every county of this state. From insurance to hospitals, from private property rights to road and bridge repair, Mississippi Farm Bureau has fought to make a better way of life for Mississippians, member or not. So, while agriculture is important, we are not just a farm organization. 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. to Midday Super Talk Mississippi live from the Element Wealth Studios on this Friday Eve. Whew. 
Okay, I'm worn out now. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate uh, Brent coming in. We've talked about this a lot on the program. We had uh, Commissioner Maxwell on a couple of weeks ago, but the same day they had the hearing. And I appreciate uh, I appreciate all of them coming on. I, and and uh, I feel like our job is to is to just try to ask the questions, to educate, to inform, and to let them articulate their positions. And and as we were discussing. It's complicated, and it's especially complicated, and I think uh, can be come at a bit of a shock, Rhino, because it's a regulated industry, right? And when you got a regulated industry, you've got a government entity that is essentially in the boardroom, if not to some extent, the board. I mean, they're they're managing a great, to a great degree the operations of these companies. I mean, they set their pricing, right? It's not the market that sets it. It's unusual. It's unique. So there's a fine line between how much is too much power and how much is the right amount, right, or not enough so that they go off on a tangent and the consumers pay the price. So there's a fine line there. But you also want them to invest to be more efficient and so that they can pass those savings is what we all want. We want you to get more efficient to pass those savings on. But a lot of this comes down to the fact that we have all of these these different categories and sources of power. And now many of those technologies can be practically installed at a home. Not just solar panels, but there is a whole lot of stuff going on with these uh, these batteries. Lots of technology and innovation going on right now, where you're able to store power in the off-peak times, where the cost is low, and you can uh, store that in those batteries and then use those in the in the high in the high-peak times. Uh, just all kinds of technology along those lines. That's going to get to the point where that's affordable and practical for virtually everyone, and eventually all new houses are going to be built with that. That's my prediction. There's even a startup in Silicon Valley that's trying to get capital investment for basically turning you into a hamster. It's a way to charge those home batteries by using exercise equipment. (laughs) There you go. I saw one, and uh, you know, I, I think I've talked before about subscribing to um, MIT's newsletter. All right, they had one the other day. I don't think I've talked about this on the show. Using elevators and skyscrapers. You seen this? Oh so, yeah. So here's the deal: in the off-peak times, like in the middle of the night, right, the wee hours of the morning when nobody's occupying the building, and certainly nobody's using the elevators. As a result, it's it's security. It's about all you got in the buildings. So. The elevators would be set so that robots would load them up with ballast, something heavy, and they'd rise to the top during the off-peak time, utilizing electricity, right, to power the elevator up through the floors, ascend the building, and then during the peak times, these elevators would drop. (laughs) They would generate power, somehow harvest power, just from the gravity, the friction, the motion itself. I mean, I, I thought that was pretty dang smart, you know, and somehow that could be sold back or introduced back into the grid. And these, again, are people that sit around dreaming up this kind of stuff, and, and, and we all know that... Um, they were probably looking at a grandfather clock when they came up with that idea. <laughs> that's probably true. 
perpetual without power, perpetual motion without power. I mean, yeah, I, I agree, but there's smart people, innovative people. I mean, this, these are the God-given talents that, that we have are using their noggins, using their brains to solve these problems. Where I think it gets off the rails is when government has to get involved and force it. it it's going to work out. It's going to be fine. Let's be honest. If the Democrats had their way today, it does feel like if we all had to park our cars and walk, they'd be fine with that. Oh, look what we did for the environment. We saved the planet. Oh, of course, all the people inhabiting it are, oh, I don't know, dead because they can't move. And let's also think about this. This is what I don't think gets talked about enough, Rhino, is that if you look at the progress of society, humans on this planet, through the years, through the generations, hundreds of years, it's when we figured out a way to harvest the abundant natural resources to produce energy, that's when we started to see economic prosperity. All the hundreds of years leading up to that really didn't change a whole lot. When we figured out a way to make stuff move fast, a way to, a way to make everything powered by other than humans, right? Humans' hands and legs and extremities. When we figured out a way to leverage these assets that, that God blessed us with on our planet, on our Earth, to produce energy, that's when we started to achieve wealth. Before then, the needle didn't move. But since then, off the chart. Why don't they get that? It's like they don't pay any attention to that. How the hell do you think we got to where we are? Otherwise, we'd still be running around on horses, I guess. It's the truth. It, it all, that, is, that was the inflection point. That marked the beginning of prosperous society. And now they want to shut it down. So OPEC says, because you guys are cutting deals with the Iranians, we're going we're gonna to shut down production. I mean, they completely defied. I can't get that vision of Biden over meeting with the princes, begging them to increase output back in the June time frame when, when gas prices were at such a ridiculous high level in this country, and he was fist-bumping the prince. And the prince said, like a day later, okay, 100000 Well, that's not squat. That's not even petty cash. Okay, so then now they, they come back and say, you know what? We think we're just going to cut it by $2 million. You guys are getting too cozy with the Iranians, who frankly want to use nuclear weapons to blow up the world. Their people, if you've seen this, are out in the streets in Iran the people of Iran, protesting their government, their corrupt, idealistic government, radical nuts are killing them. And so Saudi Arabia says, okay, Joe, now there are reports that Joe's negotiating with Venezuela. Do we have time to get Karine Jean-Pierre in there? Here you go. This is what she says about it. You said the president was responsible for gas prices coming down. Is the president responsible for gas prices going up? So it's a lot more nuance than that, right? Um, Peter, you know this. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So does this make anybody else mad? It does me because... Oh, yeah, Joe, look what he did. He brought the price down, and then when the price goes up, well, it's Putin's fault. 
It's just unbelievable. It's more nuanced than that. No, it's not. It's not nuanced. When you go to the pump, you don't say, well, I'm okay with paying 30 cents more today. It's nuanced. Nobody does that. These people are delusional. They really are. And the Meanwhile, so, Biden's got the strategic oil reserve down to a 40-year low and still taken from it. Since 1984. Lowest since 1984. And now talking about increasing the amount. And it's all because of its selfishness. Let's be honest. This is all rooted in selfishness. What do I mean by that? The selfish quest for power, to maintain power. They know this is a problem going into the midterms. They know if the price spikes between now and, what, three weeks out now? Which it probably is, based on OPEC cutting. They know that that does not bode well for them in the midterms. May not make a difference in the Senate. Probably cost them a handful of seats over in the House. I think that ship sailed. They've lost the House, honestly. But they know that. So... It's incredible. They're willing to do anything, say anything, even if it just means lying through your dang teeth, which is what that is. Like, it's a real simple question here, Toots, Kareen. She what? He was responsible when it was going down? Yes or no, he is when it's going up. It's real simple. Not, it's more nuanced than that. No, it's not. It's a binary yes or no question. Just like I got some sound we're going to play from Benny Thompson his response to a question from a reporter who asked about whether or not the border was secure. This made me so mad, and I'm going to talk about it in the next segment here on Middays from the Element Well Studios. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to EatBasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Hey, this is Will with Service Specialists. Are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, Service Specialists has been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. We have candidates for all your administrative, professional, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Check us out online at servicespecialistltd.com. That's servicespecialistltd.com. Service Specialists, your expert recruiters helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967 with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. Les England for Clark's Construction. The kind of work that Jerry's done for me includes you know, minor repairs like rotting wood, remodeling uh, the master bath, uh, putting new French doors on the back of the house. He understands what he's doing, and he usually points out you know, why I've had problems and not only how to fix it, but how to fix it so the problem doesn't recur. I think Jerry's trustworthiness is beyond reproach. Call 601-214-9463. Clark's Construction, a company you can trust. As you cheer on your home team, Community Bank is here to cheer for you. 
Whether you're looking to start a business, buy a home, or even just open a savings account, our team is here to help guide you to success and to cheer you on when you achieve your dreams. We take pride in serving our community by serving the people who live here. Community Bank, a community you can count on. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, now, on to the real part. Dynamite! On Super Talk Mississippi. everyone midday super talk mississippi in the element well studios on this friday eve Whew. so i'm trying to catch my breath here from uh yesterday which was a blast by the way i hope folks enjoyed that i certainly did uh cruising the coast and all the great guests and really fun to be around them and talk to them uh they're on the super talk stage overlooking the biloxi town green and all the Beautiful classic cars, and of course that that little sliver of a view between the buildings of uh, the Gulf, just awesome. Um, so lots of text here on the ceasefire tax line. Uh, look, this whole deal with with the public service commission program, I'm shocked, Rhino, to learn at the end. I don't get the feeling that Commissioner Bailey was happy about this as well. Shocked to learn at the end that. Now the program is only available for low-income households. So this is my theory about that. The power companies, I believe, and it's not a lot of money, but I think they know that low-income households are not likely to make this move, not likely to go out and invest, even with subsidies, with both uh, and it's rebates in the form of the state because it's a rebate on your power bill, just like the little rebate we just got. What it was it, eighty bucks or so? You yeah. had to, yeah. It's similar to that. Whereas from the federal government, the Inflation Reduction Act, as it is called, the mis- most inappropriate, misnamed bill ever, 
those are, in fact, direct cash discounts at the point of sale is the way that program's going to be administered, meaning you go in to, to uh, a store and you want to buy a, a, a high-efficiency electric water heater, whatever that cost is, less the rebate from the federal government, that's the amount you pay at the point of sale. You're not going to have to wait, file your tax return which is typically the way government sort of sort of subsidies and actually credits in this case it's a credit where so credit's going to be issued to you at the point of sale all right so i think the power companies know well if too many people go out and start in, installing this renewable energy stuff well that's going to reduce the amount of power we have we sell to them they're not going to need us as much more self-sustaining in that respect now I personally believe that's where we're headed. I've said for some time that I think we'll get to a point, again, kind of like electric vehicles, this is 15, 20 years out at the earliest. I think you'll see more and more structures, more and more homes and buildings and businesses, etc., are built in such a way with all sorts of materials, new materials, that produce their own electricity will not need to connect to the grid or consume for the grid, or that may be backup. Now, in my world, my old world, in the IT business, most data centers in this country already generate their own power from geothermal and solar and wind. All already are doing that, and, and, and very sophisticated systems to do that. And so they don't consume power from the power grid. They're not a customer of the power companies. I think that's where we're headed in, in um, this country as well, and not just this country, but the world. But like masonry, you wouldn't think about that. But there's technology being developed right now, literally so that bricks and masonry, mortar, could harvest power from the sun. Not just solar panels like we're all accustomed to today. Store that up, transmit it somehow. I don't know all the details. And that ain't next year, it's not what I'm saying, but that's just an example. Windows, roofing material, all sorts of materials. The power companies know this, by the way. They're aware of this. They're, they're, things don't stand still. And innovators are out there. Because why? They're trying to make money. Gee, if I could sell you these bricks and you buy these bricks and you don't have to pay the power company, you might like that, provided that... It meets all your other needs as well. Now, people, this is the thing the government doesn't get. People aren't going to sacrifice their lifestyle. They're not going to sacrifice their lifestyle to accommodate their green religion. <laughs> when you got, I saw that, uh, was it John Kirby, De Deputy Defense Secretary? They were asking him about OPEC cutting back. I don't know how he, how he got... Uh, uh, into that line of questioning or why the reporter asked him, but basically he said is, well, this just really accelerates our need to move to electric vehicles. Like, electric vehicles can just solve every problem on the planet. That's, that's kind of the way they present it. Oh, electric vehicles, that's it. Well, yeah, but nobody wants to to get in a vehicle or purchase a vehicle that's only got two, three, four hundred miles at best range on a charge. Nobody wants the inconvenience of hours of charging and all the other liabilities that are associated with present-day technology electric vehicles. For some, it works, and they're selling those, and there's no doubt about it. 
And it's coming, it, it, but the government is forcing it. And that doesn't work. Any, ever, anytime. And, and I think, in this particular case, I'm shocked to learn that the PSC went from 50% of that program going to low-income households to 100%. If this is so good, there shouldn't be any distinction between any household. If you're going to invest in this or provide rebates, the reality is they really don't want people to start being to be incentivized to use less of what they're selling. That's what I think. I could be wrong, but it's I think it's a plausible theory. I can't blame them. They're in business to make a profit, make a return, produce a return, and be a going concern. Mose seems to agree. Idiotic reasoning. Only makes the program available to people who still won't be able to afford it. He also says, even though the commissioner says the impact of my bill will be minimal, I still object to supporting others in obtaining solar panels and storage batteries when I can afford them, cannot afford them for my family. I'm going to say something right now. So Tim and McGee is related to his question and a couple other people as well. Let's see, Tim and McGee wanted to know when can we have, when the country folks in McGee have Wi-Fi, and by the way, Tim, I did send that question to Brent, and uh, he will, I texted it to him. I feel like he will answer, and I'll get that back to you. If it's not today, I will get it back to you. And uh, someone else asked a question. Oh, yeah, Melanie and Hickory Flat. He, she thought we had Brandon Presley on, the commissioner for the Northern D- District, says, please help your constituents in Benton County get high-speed Internet. I need it for my job, satellite Internet, et cetera, et cetera. I hear you. So, all right, so, most to your point. Now, don't get mad at me, folks. I'm just the messenger here. All right. Your point, Mose, about I don't want, I don't like the idea of subsidizing others if I can't afford it. Valid concern. Folks, that's exactly what's happening with rural high speed internet. That's exactly what's happening, except multiply it by a thousand. Because there's hundreds of billions of dollars coming from the federal government, primarily in the form of subsidies to provide high-speed Internet across the rural landscape of this country. Well, the people who live in more densely populated areas that don't need that, they're essentially paying for that. It's taxpayer public money. It's, it's the same argument as the student loans. Why should I pay for somebody else's student loans? Now, again, I'm not objecting to the value. I'm not addressing the value of broadband, low-cost Internet ubiquitously across the country. I I was in that business. I get it. I agree. The question is, is this the role of government? And if you agree that it is, much like our roads are, for example, and, and other more common public services, defense, airports, we all benefit from that. Well, I guess you could say, well, I don't fly. Yeah, but you consume stuff that uses airports. I mean, you could get into the weeds. That I'm simply trying to point out, where do we decide what's the role of government? In this case, is the role of government to provide subsidies to install high-speed Internet. Well, here's what I would say. I would rather make that investment than I would the litany of ridiculous programs we have. That's the fundamental problem is that we've gotten off the rails into areas creating programs 
stupid stuff. Wasteful stuff. And by the way, why don't you go do something about the $80 billion of annual waste, fraud, and abuse in Medicare and Medicaid? You've probably seen recently, say it ain't so, employees of the IRS stealing COVID relief money, also not doing their tax tax returns. We, You know, these 87,000 new auditors, we need them to do an audit on the IRS, on the IRS employees. That's what we don't need to be spending money on. And then you have sufficient money to invest in things that will help us all, such as lighting up our countryside with high-speed internet so people can work and produce value for society. I, I'm for that. But we got to say no at some point. We're coming right back. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny conditions, high near 86. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 59. You're finally Friday, mostly sunny, high near 86. Friday evening, partly cloudy, low around 58. And a beautiful day for your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 80 degrees. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile since 1871. For all your deer camp needs, stop by today. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits. Digital banking from the Citizens Bank is great if you're like me, a shall we say, night person. With our secure online banking and mobile app, you can bank on your own time. With a touch of the screen, you can pay bills, make deposits, even transfer funds on the fly. See digital banking in a new light, just not sunlight. <laughs> Download the app today. The Citizens Bank, member FDIC. Are you in the market to buy or sell a home, but you're apprehensive because you've heard that the market has slowed? I'm Shelly Presley with Four Corner Properties of Central Mississippi, and I'm here to tell you not to worry because we are still booming. Rates are still relatively low and our biggest hurdle is inventory. So it's still a great time to make that move. Call me today and I will get to work for you. 601-622-0588 or at the office at 601-952-2828. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. This is a whole new me, almost. And of course, I just started bawling, and then I looked around, and they had tears. And then the whole, it seemed like the whole office came in and, and looked, but it was just a feeling like I have never felt before. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like Western Red Cedar and Cypress Lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. 
I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Secretary of State Michael Watson has launched a new statewide initiative called Mississippi Businesses Against Trafficking, with the goal being to raise awareness in an effort to curb human trafficking in the Magnolia State. It's a training program where, where businesses can access training videos, training materials for their employees, and each additional employee that learns about human trafficking, that learns about what are the signs that I need to look for, what are the things that I can do to help combat this, is going to make a difference. Business partners included in the initiative are the Dutch Group, the Mississippi Braves, the Mississippi State Board of Massage Therapy, and the Mississippi Hotel and Lodging Association. And it it takes us everywhere. It it takes us at a hotel. It takes us at a gas station. Uh, It takes us at, at a massage parlor. It takes us at a Braves game. No matter where you are, if you see a small sign that says, wait a minute, something doesn't look right there, I can make a difference. It takes all of it. Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006, 601-957-6006. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Every day, be sure to catch the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, greatness starts with the 2023 Ford F-150. Winning requires the right game plan, like the impressive towing and payload you will only find in the 2023 Ford F-150 truck. No wonder Ford F-Series are America's best-selling trucks 45 years straight. Visit your local Mississippi Ford dealer or buyfordnow.com for details. And don't miss the college football fix. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. everyone super top mississippi middays quite the whew, quite the lively day today <laughs> from the element well studios we thank you so much for joining us today i'm going to be off tomorrow russ latino filling in and then off monday and tuesday taking a bit of a vacation with the uh the wife and my daughter i think they're on uh, she's school teachers, you know. Is it like a fall break or something like yeah. that? I believe. So she's out of school and and uh, back in the studios next Wednesday, Thursday, and the Ole Miss Banking Symposium next Friday. Looking forward to that as well. So uh, Zach and Oxford. So we're having some good discussion about uh, the 
net metering program, but more specifically, the rebate program, the PSC, recently uh, adopted, which provides for rebates to the tune of, what, $9 million a year, six from Entergy, three from Mississippi Power, specifically uh, designated to provide rebates to consumers who invest in renewable energies. And, there, and there's some nuances there, as Brent uh, Bailey pointed out as well, of, of what qualifies at what level and how much. In general, solar panels, what do you say, are down to, is it 2,000 or 2,500? started out as 3,000, and they've changed that, altered that. Is it 2,000, 2,500? I don't know that that makes a lot of difference, but it's a nominal amount. But I think the most stunning discussion point of that hour of exchange was that now the program is only available to households whose household income is less than 225 percent of the federal poverty level. It started out as half for half of the money, half of that nine million a year would be reserved for households with less than 250 percent, but that was half now it's a hundred percent. So the rebates are only available to households that have an income less than two hundred and fifty percent or twenty-five percent of the federal poverty level. So for a family of four, that works out, just doing the math quick in my head, about fifty-seven thousand dollars a year. I still maintain that. Folks uh, in that at that income level for a family of four probably aren't concerned about renewable energy. I, again, it, it just defies economic common sense. You know, if you look at Maslow's hierarchy as an example, if you're familiar with that, heck, you're you're trying to just get by, trying to subsist, trying to eat. Make sure you can get gas to get to work, clothes and other necessities of life, staples of life, hygiene, etc. And even though you probably don't like the sting of getting that power bill, I mean, relatively speaking, for the amount of money that is, relative to the hassle and the investment, in solar panels, even after the rebate, I just don't think people can make the numbers work there. And therefore, they don't do it. That's just my thoughts on it. Let's see. Zach in Oxford uh, weighs in on the electric vehicle situation. One argument is that when the power's out, the gas pumps don't work either. Well, during COVID, I filled up my eight five-gallon gas cans and had my car full. My car holds 16 gallons, et cetera. So if the grid shut down, I could effectively get around 1,800 miles. So I get it. And people, and so, Zach, people make this argument all the time, and it's, it is a valid argument today. And again, we mortals, we just kind of normal people that aren't likely to become gozillionaires because we just aren't blessed with the ability to come up with solutions to the problem that you present to us here, Zach, I still maintain these are all technical problems that will be resolved. Not today, not next week, but at some point. And, and I, I guess I have begun using 
the, the analogy that we're sort of in the bag phone era of electric vehicles. Think about the old bag phones of the 80s, 35 cents a minute to use them only in a very small area here locally. It was around downtown Jackson. And you had this giant bag phone that was kludgy and expensive and moderately functional. And you compare that today, you know they're more... There are more smartphones on the planet than people. Yeah, more smart. I mean, it's true. Oh, yeah. It's nuts. They're, they're, I mean, part of that is pushed by the bot farms in Asia, but yeah. It's true. But there are a lot of people, as you know, have smartphones that don't have electricity, have to go to common places. You're, you're shaking here. Oh, yeah. You're, you're agree. Yeah. I, I'm not making this stuff up. So, I mean, that's, that's how crazy that's guys. Any, any wonder that Apple's the most valuable company in the world? We're all addicted to them. But they are very, very useful, provide enormous utility. I'm just saying that, and, and I agree, Zach says, I agree, but they're forcing it. I've said that a thousand times. I can't say it anymore. Government is, is too invested in this, the, the left of our government. They're pushing it too fast. They're pushing it too hard. They're genuflecting at the altar of climate change. All because they got scolded by some teenager at what the I, U.N. That's true. Greta, how dare you? <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, it's woke insurance. It's the idols, right? Climate change and race. And, and, and uh, coming up uh, alongside of that, right now in third place, is gender ideology. That's out of control, too, in this country. Yeah, Zach says most people like myself can barely afford new tires. I, I get it. I hear you. And I, I agree. Again, it's just moving too fast. The best thing we could do right now... I believe for this country's economy, for society, for the cost of living, for our economic security and well-being, is leverage the abundant natural resources we have under our feet right now. And this government ain't going to do it. I mean, honestly, I don't even know if people dying in the streets would cause them to shift their loyalty, their convictions to this Green New Deal crap. No, they would... They're obsessed with it. They would do their performative, oh, it's so sad, but it's the price we have to pay. <laughs> exactly. You just have to die, right, to save the planet. And there are some people who actually want to see that, as you know. Want to limit your time on Earth? It's just nuts. Dan in Hattiesburg sent us a nice photo here. Perry Central in New Augusta seems to be taking advantage of solar. Yeah, I see that. Thanks for that photo. So that's Perry Century, uh, Central excuse me, High School, right, uh, Dan? And that looks like solar panels that are hoisted up by some uh, concrete-anchored metal post, right, that it just kind of form. It looks, looks like a big shade. Yeah, it's like an awning. Yeah, like an awning. But it's solar panels. I can see that now, the individual panels. So, look, that's that's fine. That's not – I think that's great. That's not a problem. It's just a question of should the government be involved in this and, and in the form of subsidies. If this is so good, why wouldn't the school districts – looks like Perry Central's already done it – say, hey, look, guys, I can make an economic case for making an investment in solar panels or renewable energy to power the schools – this is how much it would save us. This is what the, the time frame would be of the return on that investment, the recovery of that investment. Sure. Why does the government have to get involved? Well, 
In this case, it looks like uh, from an uh, individual uh, private residence perspective, unless you got uh, an income of less than 250% of the federal poverty level, you don't qualify. 225 now, you got adjusted. I don't really understand that rationale, but I, I get the feeling that maybe there was some contention. I don't know this for sure, but I'm not privy to those meetings between the electric utility providers and the PSC, and that's how we kind of landed here. I don't know that for sure, but anyhow, uh, let's see. Uh, Tim and McGee says he, he wanted to know when we're going to get, uh, of course, the Wi-Fi. And he says, I won't ever get a rebate from the government. I never, I'll never own an EV, solar panels, or any of that wild stuff. I won't live long enough. Proud you're getting a vacation, but nobody can take your place. Well, I don't know about that. I appreciate that, uh, Tim. So, and, and I hear you, Tim, and I know that I think it's human nature, Rhino, as we get older. It is true. We, we're more resistant to change. That's just natural. I don't think that's anything new. That's been going on a long time, right? Oh, yeah. I think the difference is the rate of change has accelerated so much that you see more of it in your older years, and so you tend to push back more. But this is what I share with you, Tim. And again, I, I hear you. I get it. And, I, and I, I respect you for that. The next generation will say, well, I'm not connecting to the power grid. I'm going to power my house with solar panels. You see, the, I'm not driving a fossil fuels vehicle. That... It's the same thing as, well, you, you listen to classic music, but I'm listening to rock and roll as an analogy kind of deal. So it's, it's just how we progress. It's the way God made us. We're just more resistant when we're older and more receptive when we're younger. We're going to take a break for the final segment here on Midday. Stay with us. If recent hailstorms have invited lurk the leak into your home, call the experts at Watkins Construction and Roofing to find out what is lurking in your roof. Our rapid response roof team will be on top of your roof as soon as the next business day with a complimentary, honest assessment of your roof's condition and offer solutions to keep your home and family safe. Say goodbye, lurk the leak. Call Watkins Construction and Roofing today at 601-966-8233 or visit losetheleak.com. What do you have to lose but your leak? Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to six less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, south of Germantown High, Calloway's has a huge selection of your favorite trees, shrubs, and fall color plants. 
Callaway's has large rolls of pine straw, and we offer quantity pricing. Callaway's Outdoor Patio Furniture is in stock and ready for delivery. All 20 to 50% off for a limited time, free delivery in the metro area. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, fall pumpkins, local honey, jellies, jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoor and outdoor living spaces? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and it's a sale over four decades in the making. Miss Kelly's 44th anniversary sale. Get up to $500 off our everyday low prices. Plus, take 60 months to pay with no down payment. Furniture trends have changed a lot since 1978, but Miss Kelly's never goes out of style. Stay on trend and on budget with this amazing anniversary offer. Up to $500 off plus 60 months to pay with no down payment at all Miss Kelly's locations. Trustmark is the bank that fits you to a T. You can bank right on your phone or tablet with the My Trustmark app. Our mortgage lenders will help you buy your dream two-story tutor. And Trustmark Tailored Wealth offers tried and true advice that makes transforming your future a piece of uh, toast. Nice. Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Grammy Museum Mississippi, in partnership with Take Me to the River, will host a free professional development event for teachers on Monday, October 10th from 8 to 5 p.m. Sponsored by the Ella Fitzgerald Foundation, participants will receive one CEU credit certified through Delta State University. In partnership with Take Me to the River Education Initiative and Berkeley City Music, explore the musical culture of Memphis and New Orleans. To learn more about this event or to reserve your space, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday, Super Talk Mississippi. I've got some uh, sound we're going to play from uh, Congressman Benny Thompson. Chairman, one question. In your opinion, is the border secure? I have to go give a speech. Did you hear me? I heard you. Okay. It's a quick question. Is the border secure? Answers about the border, few and far between, from some Democrats on Capitol Hill. I have to go give a speech. Didn't you hear me? I don't have time to tell you whether or not, I don't know, millions of people are flooding across our border. Children are dying, being raped. Fentanyl is, is just intruding through our borders. Only 100,000 people have died due to fentanyl over the last year. So, see, Joe Biden, 
He has successfully increased the flow of fentanyl and constricted the flow of oil. Bravo! That's why you got to vote for him again. It's, oh, yeah. So, Congressman Thompson, I'm extending you, if, if any of you or your staff, or you yourself, sir, or your staff are listening, I'm extending you an invitation right now to come on the program. And, and it will not be a hostile environment, I assure you of that. I'm just not that way. But but let's talk. Let's get the answers to this. Make it so that it doesn't conflict with your schedule, sir, and you're not due to give a speech. But that was a pretty simple yes or no answer. I think your constituents, I think in your your committee head role, the American people deserve to know where you stand, sir. And whether or not you believe the border is secure, we've got Corinne Jean-Pierre has already said in a press briefing, no, they're not just walking across the border. Like we don't have eyes. Right. Like so, nobody's walking around with a high-definition camera in their pocket. Like only every person on the planet, right. virtually. Uh, and drones now flying all over the border. So come talk to us, sir. Talk to the people of Mississippi. Tell us where you stand on this. Because they're worried. And in my personal opinion is, you're hurting your own constituents. The people flowing across those borders, they're taking the jobs your constituents should have. As an, as an example. And for those of us who pay taxes, it's hard enough for us to pay taxes to support American citizens with all these goofy programs we have. Now we're supporting illegals. We just are. They get they come here. Why wouldn't they come here? Because this is the best place on the planet. So the same people that say come to America are are the, in the next breath saying how evil and wicked America is. It's almost like Democrats talk out of both sides of their mouth <laughs> and don't actually have any I don't know morals. Unbelievable. Any, any understanding of reality? Any basis in reality? It's all pipe dreams, pie in the sky nonsense and solutions in search of problems. Unbelievable. Well, am I am I being unfair here? So the, the congressman would not answer that very simple question. And in and in honestly I would argue that this government is advocating its constitutional responsibility. And I'm telling you, if the Republicans take the House, which I believe they will, I think you're going to see Mayorkas on the Hill. They're already talking about impeaching him. Because he's not doing his job. He's not upholding his oath, honestly. And, and look, let's be honest. I think, Rhino, you and I, I believe I could speak for you here, we believe in legal... Immigration. Oh, yeah. We we want the process to be followed. We want good people to come to this country to assimilate as Americans, to follow our laws, to contribute to society legally. I've said it before. I'll say it a million times. There is a part of, of me that swells up with some sort of patriotic pride when I see posts on social media of people who have gone about it the right way standing outside the courthouse, standing outside the federal building with their little American flag and their certificate of citizenship. And I think that goes back to the movie Short Circuit, where Johnny Five got his citizenship when I saw that as a kid, having an influence on me. But there's a sense of, of patriotic pride in that. It's camaraderie. It's, yes, welcome to the fold. Welcome to America. You're an American. And we all acknowledge that this country was made by immigrants. We get that. 
legal immigration. People that came here, and by the way, when they came here, though they retained much of their culture and their customs, they also understood, I'm an American, I got to act like, and I got to behave like, and I got to assimilate as an American. I got to love this country, love its constitution, and produce for society. I did have someone that's jumping all over me because I just happened to uh, give some of the blame to Joe Biden for the explosion of fentanyl. It's way more than that. So I, I think you're being short-sighted. I know drugs were here before Joe Biden. I've said it many times. People want to put that stuff in their body. They'll figure out a way to get it. Somebody will send it to them. I'm telling you that he's facilitated it. He's made it much easier. He's enriching bad people by opening up the damn borders. And that's just the truth. This isn't about Fox News and Ted Cruz. Have a clue. That's I can think for myself. That blames Republicans for Jackson's idiotic leadership. Unbelievable. I'll see, hype, you on, see you on Wednesday, everybody. Stay safe and God bless. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.